Hey, I'm Ray Park. You know, you may know me. I play Darth Maul, Snake Eyes, and GI Joe. And you're listening to Below the Belt podcast. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up, goes down. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another virtual episode of BTB Below the Belt in the Mother Effin' House. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most, guys. And we've got an incredible show again for you from the comfort of our own homes. So let's go ahead and introduce the virtual panel. That's right, starting with, guys, he is the king of the 80s. The demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. I guess we're still in lockdown, huh? <laughs> Larry Lockdown still, still yeah, has how many, <laughs> how many weeks now? <laughs> um, it has been um it has been um uh I think six six weeks, right? Six weeks. It's about I think six it started weeks. in like March, March twenty third or something I like that. Something like that. Like, yeah. Or, 20-something, yeah. Yeah. It's like 85 weeks, right? 80. <laughs> it, it feels, feels like, like 85 weeks. Let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the room, if we could. Like, like seven, like six, seven weeks, right? Basically, like maybe six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a month and a half. <laughs> let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the, the room, if we could. <laughs> Guys, he is back. By popular demand or unpopular <laughs> demand, <laughs> he's representing the LGBTQ community. All since of them. Since we do not, <laughs> since we, have, <laughs> we haven't represented this group in a while on BTV, guys, he's a former casting associate. He is the one and only fashionista himself, Oleg the Gay Russian. Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing? I know it sounds southern, but <laughs> I should give you a Russian accent. But good Oleg, good to, good to have you on BTB. Thank you, baby. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and introduce Ali. It looks like your window's frozen. I don't know. Does oh, Allie, no. Is, is Ali in motion? Am I frozen? On my end, you are. No, she's moving on my end. Okay, cool. Mm. Maybe she'll be okay on your end. But let's go ahead and introduce guys. She is the one and only. I've, we've coined this nickname for. She's not crazy about it. The adorable one, <laughs> Allie Dash, actress, Hello. promotional model, 
voiceover talent extraordinaire. Allie's good to have so good to have you back on BTB. It's good to be back. Yeah. Like the most like human connect like interaction I've had in a very long time. And then what are you in your own like recording studio? Yes. I am. This yeah, is where I do um, any of my voiceover projects is in this room here, which is my cedar closet. I love it. So well, look, you... Allie's in the closet and Olg's out of the closet. We're <laughs> <laughs> covering all bases tonight. <laughs> first of all, let's let's focus on uh, Allie and Oleg since uh, this is your first time on the new um, transitional format. Speaking of transition. <laughs> A Below soon. the Belt show during the pandemic. First of all, Allie, what have you been up to? Um, I know that you are staying quarantined with the family, with the, with the husband and the two kids. Yep. <laughs> so we've been, our, I've gone from, I'm now a full-time homeschool teacher with my husband right now as we venture. Oh, homeschooling sucks. It is, it's tough. <laughs> I'm really lucky that like, that my husband's here too. Um, I don't. Yeah. So, so we kind of tag team and work together. And what is the most challenging? Well, aspect our son. Of, what's our the most? Son. Your son is uh, out of both your kids. But as far as like any particular subjects that that you struggle with. Uh, literacy. As far as every every subject. No, no, no literacy. Literacy. Oh, he literacy. loves math. Literacy. Oh, literacy. Okay, got it. Got it. Math grades. Today was. He's in second grade. Second grade. So math days are fantastic. Um, on math days, he finishes early. He loves math. Everything's great. Literacy days, it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a lot of poops oh. and I don't know and I'm bored and. <laughs> do you have like do you have like lessons like do do how do you structure it like? Well, it's all school based. Um. So the teachers, oh. sometimes they have a Google Meet, so they'll meet with their teacher, and then they have class um, classwork that's graded. Oh, so that, getting okay, him to do it, all the classwork it. in the Google Classroom. and. Got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, I heard they're definitely, here in Maryland at least, canceling the rest of the school year. So they, the kids are not going to be returning. Um, I know it goes through June for most elementary school kids, right? Yeah, I feel bad for like the um, high school seniors. Because I mean, they're getting you know pretty robbed, you know, like, prom you know any kind of like senior trips um you know, graduation yeah. which i'm sure would be postponed i i guess they'll do it like down the road or maybe they'll do it virtual which but it kind of kills a whole like i mean senior year is supposed to be like the best year you know it's supposed to be the best year ever right? to all your like you know you know school friends it's supposed to be losing your virginity in prom night <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like, <laughs> Be a lot less um, babies now. Although, although it didn't happen to me until after high school, sadly. But <laughs> shocking. Full disclosure. Well, yeah, me, yeah, me too. I was a good. I was a good. But I didn't. Well, I was. I went to an all boys school, high school. So it's not until yeah, I got to. Oleg, you went to an all boys school? No, I went to. Oh. I went to Pikesville, but I lost my virginity um, in the summer after I graduated. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. To a girl or a boy? To a boy. Really? Yeah. Interesting. But but all and again, then I had sex with a girl for the first time. You did have sex was, with a girl, yeah. I did, I did. And it was like the confirmation for me and like, ah, it was like 
it was like an epic flop, and I was just like, okay, well, I guess you didn't I, like it. I guess no, I did not at all. Mm. Um, it was an affirma- <laughs> affirmation for you that you were definitely. Yeah, it was like okay, I can't like I can't like 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 tell people I'm bi anymore, you know, like because yeah. at, at that time I could still say I was bi or whatever, but at that point it was like nah. Maybe it was her fault. No. Maybe she's really no, bad. No, and she no, killed no, it for no, all. No, no, I've, I've, no yeah. I've been tormented by this since uh, like I was a little kid, so uh, it was it was it was a final realization. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Oleg, how, I'm how sorry. That's too serious. That's too serious. <laughs> no, go. Oh, I'm curious how you're getting really deep it. on below the belt show. Yeah, no. off the bat, <laughs> right out, right out the gate. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got too deep. With no, no, it's fine. But Oleg, uh, how have you been dealing with quarantine? I know that you are out and about. You're you're at the bars. You're 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 on grinder meeting. No, no I'm not meeting going dates. To, not going to any Rona parties or any uh. Or any meth galas here. Uh, <laughs> did you grow up in the Soviet Union? I actually did. That's that's actually yeah, one so of this the is cool kind of the same about. thing for you, right? Like empty, empty grocery stores, and like you can't find toilet paper. Well, I ha- like I try to pretend like it's, di- it's something different every day. Like one day, I think like depends on the movies that I watch. So if it's like a dystopian flick, frequently I'll be watching dystopian flicks. Mm-hmm. So so I like to like just make those types of analogies, but. I don't know. It just makes me feel like, yeah, like I'm like in some kind of a war or so, or something. Like a like, I, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was a biological weapon. It was. I know it wasn't, but it kind of feels like it. You know, it kind of feels like it a little bit. So yeah. So I mean, I I didn't live through the war, but my parents did, uh, and, and I I'm kind of thinking that's kind of how like war would be like a little bit, right? If we ever got into it. Yeah. I mean, like if it, if it wasn't just us like crushing smaller countries sorry i'm getting too deep already let's <laughs> let's go back we don't want all, we don't want all of the gay to go too deep <laughs> yeah. sorry, that's, what, sorry. that's what he said <laughs> well Oleg, it's been a minute since we have you uh, on btb ali it's been a minute since uh I you've know. been on btb but we're so it's happy total of like a couple minutes it's been oh right right well yeah, they say total. that in, ur- yeah. in urban culture means a long time <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just learned. Uh, Chachi was giving me a hard time. We had the singer on, just like, oh, that track was fire. That truck was fire. Like, I started saying it, and it just didn't work the same yeah. way, I guess. But nonetheless, guys. It's always like five years too late. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're having a great time here on B2B. Yes. And tonight's episode is going to be fire. <laughs> From top to bottom. From top to bottom. So. Oh, uh, speaking of top to bottom, Ola, yeah. how's your sex life? <laughs> I've been celibate. I've been celibate because, really? yeah, like, um, I have two parents that I'm taking care of, and they're in their 80s. Good for you. Good for and, you. Um, I, I can't take that chance. I just, I'm not, I'm personally, I'm personally not that afraid of coronavirus. Like, I feel like I'll beat it because of my age, but, um, and my health, but, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I, I don't want to like catch it, not know it, and then give it to my parents. And like, I have my of parents. course. Yeah. Well, you're being a really good son, and we definitely respect that here on Below the Belt Show. Of course, uh, Governor Hogan, or uh, Governor Hogan yeah. has opened the beach already. So, if you want to, um, 
I, well, not specifically uh, Governor Hogan, but the mayor of Ocean City has opened up Ocean City, uh, the boardwalk and the beach. You can take walks. You can walk on the boardwalk. You walk on the beach. You still can't gather in groups. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, but, I think uh, it, yeah, I think it, I think it could be possible to social distance on the beach. I mean, if you can social distance in the suburbs, but the suburbs are created for social distancing. But, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I mean, you could like sort of walk around other people. I mean, if you can't, then stay home. You know, that's my right. recommendation. You know, Absolutely. I mean, like, I mean, as long as you don't take advantage of it. So, um, you know, it's it's up to them. They'll 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 be the first people to get infected. And you know, it's not it's not a good. I don't know if you have any friends. Does anybody here have any friends that have been infected? No. no? I do know someone that. I. Been- I- yeah, I, well, initially I only, I only knew somebody in New York and someone in Los Angeles, but now um, I know of people in Maryland, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. So, that. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I was like hoping that I wouldn't know anyone in Maryland. So I've always been family of friends or friends of friends or, you know, friends of acquaintances or some, something like that. But, yeah, just very recently I, I talked to someone that uh, that sadly was diagnosed, but is, is dealing with it okay. That's you know? good. They have the need yeah. to go to the hospital. So my friend, my husband's. Go okay. ahead, Alan. Um, um, my husband's cousin's uh, husband uh, just said that he tested positive for coronavirus, but he's oh, wow. doing. He so, seems to be doing really good. Like he's okay. Good. He quarantined himself. They have like a house in Ocean City, um, so he's been staying there. Um, Great. That's a good. And idea. recovering. Good. That's good to hear. Well, um, of course, um, we, we all want the world to return how we knew it before this pandemic. And um, certain countries are are moving forward. Um, in respect to entertainment, um, film and television production in Italy will actually go forward um, under heightened safety measures, including testing, face masks, and distancing. Um, they're set to reopen this Monday under strict safety conditions. So we mentioned Denmark and Finland. I think they had very low cases. But the fact that Italy, which was one of the, the countries that was affected really not, harshly by coronavirus, bad, yeah. yeah, is already um, going to start film and television production in Italy. So that's kind of surprising to, to hear. Um, I think we're a long way from the United States uh, for TV and film to resume, sadly, because we all want to get back to set. Right, Allie? I know that's uh, tough. Well, you know, uh, maybe we need to go back to having those uh, spaghetti westerns again. Right? Yeah, that would be cool. That that would actually be really, like, but doesn't, isn't that what Quentin Tarantino does? Isn't that his shtick anyway? Doesn't he yeah. kind of do, do, do the spaghetti western? What well, wasn't that his last? He's actually filming Italy, though, does he? I don't think he does. No, no. I mean, I think like, in Glorious Bastards, have. Glorious Bastards, yeah. because like back in like the, what, it was back in the fifties and stuff. Like that was a big um, place to film. Was in yeah. Italy. Yeah. All these different Western movies. Yeah, cowboy, cowboy yeah. film. Yeah. That's actually very. That's actually one of the cool things about Hollywood. Maybe you can do like a Brokeback Mountain too. Huh? Huh? Oh God, no. No. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain was bad enough. We don't, it was we, bad? Oh, okay. We don't need another one. <laughs> I was just trying so, to um, relate with you. Uh, I was trying to relate with you, you know? I know. I'm oh. sorry. I, I'm, I, you do relate to me. Um, Thank you. Don't, you. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to um, 
throw out any kind of reference or anything. (laughs) (laughs) So movie theaters, as you know, are starting to open up. And as we mentioned, Texas is one of the states that's already opening up. Um, Again, um, we talked about it last week, but um, they will have 25% capacity. Um, the theaters because obviously they're going to limit ticket sales so there's not too many people in the theater which is uh um expected um and um movie theaters in norway are opening on may 7th um in line with uh, with sweden as well they're limiting 50 people per theater um which okay i mean that still exceeds the recommended 10 but if they're spaced um over six feet i guess it's okay um now Hong Kong in, uh, will actually they're actually going to phase over to opening their cinemas as well uh, this Friday, um, which is surprising. So like Italy, China, Hong Kong areas that you know were were the the center of the of the pandemic um, are now starting to open theaters, which is crazy. Um, but um, another alternative, which I think is a great way, is to bring back the drive-through theater. Yeah. Um, I, Chachi, I know you wrote a dissertation on drive-through theaters, uh, which is great. Yeah, well, we have a great one here in Baltimore called um, Benji's Drive-In, which yeah, is it, not open yet, but um, okay, I'm sure they'll probably be one of the first ones opened. And I mean, it's a great, um, great way to see it in your car, you know, um, and the safety, safety from other people. But I mean, I guess the um, big hang-up right now is like the bathroom situation there. Like, how do you do the bathrooms um, and still keep a safe distance from people? That's a good point. They're crazy strict with stuff, too. The Benji's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, as far as bringing outside food and stuff. Outside food. Yeah. And um, so it makes you wonder, like, with social distancing. They probably want everybody. And, they, at, and getting, like, all the food and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about drive-ins, like, they food. make all their money off of um, the food. The, the food purchases. So, like, that's why they're so strict because, like, the studios get most of the um, actual um, ticket sales. But if they charge per person, like in the car, you know, if it's like five people in per person, like they could, if they don't, if they don't charge per car. It's per, per person, person on, on most nights. Oh, oh, is it, oh, is it like that? Yeah, anyway? per person. If you can buy like a food pass, I think it's like 10 bucks and then you can bring in whatever food you want. Yeah. Yeah. So I used a lot to go of there all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still love going there. Yeah, it's nice. Been, so been there a, lot a couple of, times, not recently, but in the last few years. Yeah, I think this is a great alternative to have the drive-in movie theaters, and of course, um, they are also considering a drive-in concerts as well. Uh, I think they they started that. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of a way because obviously everybody misses live, you know, concerts. Oh, yeah. and, love going to concerts and 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 live and seeing live music shows and uh this may be the alternative to do the drive-through concerts which i mean if that's the only way that, that it could happen then uh you know we have to make that happen um so a lot it's of it's gonna make crowd surfing really strange oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know how they're gonna, i don't know how they're gonna handle that one you could do it with the, you could do it with the beat with the honker you know like beating. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it could be like a monster truck show. It'll right. be like, oh, is that what they do there? No, I'm saying like if you start crowd surfing in your car. <laughs> oh, like for real crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> so a lot of movies are going to be pushed um, due to the pandemic. A lot of movies have to schedule around. Um, John Wick Chapter 4 will actually have to open more than a year than its original opening date, May of 2021. Wow. So you're going to have to wait a while if you're a fan of the John Wick franchise. I enjoy them. I mean, it's, you know, they're far-fetched, but yeah. Keanu Reeves does a good job. He is the man. Keanu Reeves is the man. Um, there's an uh, untitled Transformer films, as well as a film The Trial Chicago 7. have also been uh, re- uh, given new release dates. Um, Transformers will be released in June of 2022 now. And also um, the trial of Chicago Seven also to be released on uh, twenty twenty two. Is that Transformers uh, a, like a reboot or what? Well, um, there's a couple Transformers projects in the in the works. There's a um, Transformers live action film, which they haven't really announced whether it will tie into the Bumblebee film, which I thought was fantastic. With Haley yeah, I still need to see that. They're also, um, funny you mentioned, I'm also working on an animated prequel to the Transformers franchise. Um, so this is from the original cartoon. I'm not sure if it is or not. That's a good question because the original cartoon was very well acclaimed. Yeah, yeah. It was really, was really yeah. good. Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley uh, is on board to direct this animated prequel. Um, obviously, you know, the animations are very, uh, very different than the animation of... Of, of yesterday <laughs> so uh it'll probably be very cg animated um versus your traditional um what is it uh what method did they use uh, back in the day like uh, moving pages <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh it could be very very different um um so award shows um you know i love award shows they're all gonna change but this is kind of good news um that the Oscars um, have changed their rules for this year. You can be eligible for a nomination if the film did not go to the theater. Um, as you know, a lot of films are going straight to digital. Oh wow! I wonder. I wonder if it'll stay that way. Like. No, I I think just the pandemic. Just this year. Only, like, only because they the the film can't feasibly be released. So. Um, I know, but then, but but the boundary that separates them from like uh, the Golden Globes—that's just like a status thing. It's not like a real tech. There's no. It's not like a. Re- I mean, there's no reason why they can't judge films that are released for streaming. I don't know. Well, I think I think most of the um, Academy like feels that they just want to keep it um, for the theaters. Like I know, like I know Spielberg was um, was it Spielberg that was really against. Um, you know, judging streaming or yeah yeah Martin, Spielberg was Martin very Scorsese. yeah he was very vocal that about, Martin Scorsese because he like did um, the Netflix movie but that's right he did the um Irishman, Irishman. yeah no yeah Spielberg was the one that was uh, yeah um was was very um you know he very was, very he was strict. He really really he was pissed with Scorsese for that well not really pissed, no not but, Scorsese but he was just I guess it's more of like for the award shows right right he was just yeah. pro, pro movie theater for all the films that had to be nominated. And if you weren't in the movie theater uh, for, um, you know, an expected amount of time, then you couldn't be eligible. That's what Spielberg believed. Okay. You know, um, but you know, obviously, yeah, with, with everything going on in the world right now, these films aren't going to theaters, even though some parts of the country and some places around the world have opened their theaters. 
a lot of places here in the U.S. have not opened yet. So they got to put those films out, you know. A lot of debate with the Black, like... the Black Widow movie. A lot of people say that they should release the Black Widow movie, but... No. Now that you have to see in the theater. <laughs> Something like that you have to see in the theater. I agree. Like anything like, like a lot of special effects or like, yeah. you know, big action movies, I think... <laughs> And I and I agree with that, but they have to reassess where we are with the pandemic uh, by the fall. Well, I'm sure in some of those in some of those like states where they're not social distancing, um, they'll probably they probably won't open like forever. Yeah, this is true. Let's see. um, Other award show news: the People's Choice Awards, the November fifteenth. Date is um, has not been canceled yet. It's still scheduled to take place in Santa Monica, California, um, but obviously that could change. So let's uh, be hopeful. Chachi's eating out of a can. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got my some olives. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, times are times are tough. Times are tough. I get it. I get it. <laughs> we get we have rationings. <laughs> Um, so a lot of people like we're doing here on Below the Bell are having virtual gatherings. We talked about some great ones last week with yeah, the, the Goonies, Goonies was great. Yeah, and was great. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You watched and... that one yet? No, I have not. Have you? No. I do want to watch that. Um, if you're a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, April O'Neil, actress Judith Hogue, is hosting a virtual reunion on Zoom to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, I'll look uh, my husband. God. Yeah. He's a huge, really? huge Ninja Turtle fan when he was a kid. Yeah. 30 years, huh? So I think this is a great idea, though. I mean, obviously, you're going to get all the fans of TMNT, like your husband. Um, and then um, they want to have a virtual pizza party. So everybody ordered their pizzas. Um, <laughs> which That's really who cute. Who doesn't love pizzas, except for vegans, maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> he does not love pizza, man, right? Right. Um, so, um, they do make vegan pizza. Yeah, but vegan cheese. It's uh, not as good. Oh, vegan cheese is so good. I got it once, and it. There's a lot me. of really good, like, vegan um, food that tastes, but pizza is not one yes. of them for me. I, I think it's, um, it's the cheese, the vegan yeah. cheese. They haven't it is definitely the cheese. They have not the developed. crust is good, but. I think vegan pizza, you just get the um, pizza and you dump it out and you eat the box, right? <laughs> no offense, Oleg. <laughs> Does Oleg dump the box often? No, I said someone eating the box. Oh, eating the box. Oh. oh. I'm sorry, I didn't even get that. Joke. <laughs> it went over Oleg's head. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it completely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Quarantine. For your, for your Avengers fans, um, Chris Evans is, uh, announced that the, he's going to bring together Robert Downey Jr., Scholar Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner for a virtual hangout. I know Allie's excited about that one. Um, you can actually um, enter for a chance to do the virtual hangout with the Avengers by donating to the All In Challenge, which benefits organizations helping people, um, keeping people fed amid the pandemic. So, um, they're going to do private Q&As where you can ask them anything. Man, what would I ask Scarlett Johansson? Hmm. Um, maybe what, what do you um, ask her before? 
<laughs> I mean, I would be like, you know, Colin Jost, really? No, I'm just joking. What's it like to be so beautiful and rich? <laughs> Can we get a photo this time, please? Uh, well, it would have to be a virtual photo, Chachi. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, not the same. <laughs> nah, it's not. So, um, of course, this past Monday um, was a big holiday for a lot of Star Wars fans, including myself. It was May the 4th, which is a play on May the 4th Be With You. And uh, I don't know, uh, Ali, did you celebrate uh, May the 4th in any way? Chachi, um, I, I know you're a Star Wars fan my, as well. My kids just I wore their Star Wars shirts, and then I've got a light box, so I, I wrote May the 4th Be With You. And then I had them hold it up and take a picture. Aww. But that was like the extent. I, I, we didn't really do anything else Star Warsy. But I watched. Yeah, I did get a May the Fourth picture. Yeah, yeah, you got to get your May the Fourth picture. You got to watch Disney Plus, which um, obviously had a great um, documentary based on The Mandalorian, which I got to check out. Um, well, The Mandalorian, yeah, but... I finally watched that because I yes. Had what are your thoughts? It was. It was amazing. It I'm was glad you thought it was amazing. Fantastic. So a good. Friend, a friend of mine uh, started recently and, and said that he thought it was slow. I'm like, slow? Well, no, I, it, I thought it was slow. wrong. I, I, I thank you. I agree. <laughs> and Baby Yoda is the cutest thing ever. Oh, I yeah. love Baby Yoda. <laughs> the child. But I thought it was fantastic. Like, he, oh. he should have directed all of the... Um, oh, look, you never got into Star Wars films, have you? I, well, I, I liked the first three, and then by the time the next two came out, I was like over it. I was too old, and I was just like, "You're never um, too old for Star Wars, Oleg." Well, that's how I felt. But I did rediscover. <laughs> I did rediscover. I actually watched Han Solo on Netflix. Um, oh, you did so the Solo movie, the new one. Yeah. I, well, oh, cool. That's the only one they had. And, okay. Um, did you and enjoy I, it? Yeah, I did. I, I, I mean. It wasn't as good as, like, the first three films. Like, I just thought with the fourth one, they kind of really went over the top and they lost me. I mean, that's kind of how I felt. But um, I thought this one was okay. But I like how it went into the history of Han Solo and, like, his, yes. like, like how he grew up and how he escaped. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, but, Chachi, you mentioned you would rather seen Harrison Ford do it with the de-aging process, right? <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, I mean, I think the actor they chose who did a – a good job as far as acting but just really didn't sound anything like um yeah he, yeah they should have found someone that had the same sort of like ironic sort of i don't know like look and voice like, right yeah. yeah like yeah like cynical kind of like yeah look and voice yeah that would yeah, have been especially better. because like in a new hope like um and I, you know, yeah. harrison ford was probably you know close to the same age of what his character would have been in the um, prequel you know, not far off yeah um so it's not like he would have looked that much different you know, it's not like you're getting an actor like, like you know, like like um, Obi Wan, like the um, Ewan McGregor, you know, Ewan McGregor playing Obi Wan, but he was so much yeah. younger that it's okay yeah. to get a different actor that looked you know a lot different because you don't know how Obi Wan looked back but, then, you know. Yeah, exactly. The aging process is a bitch, yeah. right? <laughs> that would have been cool, but I feel like Harrison Ford wouldn't wouldn't have wanted to do it if they had asked him, because I feel like he was. He was done after episode. Kind of done with, yeah. Yeah. But they so did that Unfortunately, because that would have been cool, though. Yeah. They de-aged Robert De Niro in The Irishman. And they did. He looked awful. I mean, I mean, he just looked 
It, it, wasn't, it was awful. Yeah, it wasn't it was, uh, on the level of the Avengers. What they did in the Avengers was Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. That was fantastic. That was they, they did so a good job good. with the aging in that. Oh, I, must I, mean, have I, would, I wouldn't call it awful. It. I mean, I mean, you're, I mean, look at how far it's come already. I, mean, I think is great. It's improved over I mean, the years. Yeah, absolutely. Samuel, yeah. I thought in Captain Marvel, um, Nick Fury, young Nick Fury, I thought was really good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's getting really close to like, you know, being like, you know, almost perfect. Well, you know, nowadays, still has yeah. Can't they make people like, like, like slur something into sounding different? Like, wasn't there like a scare that they were gonna like manipulate like videos of people and? Are the deep fakes? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. deep fakes. Yeah. Wow, I guess I, I mean, could do that yeah. round. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, if they can do that, like, why? I mean, why shouldn't? They? But I didn't like the way Robert De Niro looked. I thought he was—he just looked like, too old for that part. I don't know. That's yeah. yeah. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his posture and his face. Joe Pesci was excellent, though. Sorry, this—I had to watch it on Netflix. I've just been watching everything on Netflix. Yeah, got to. It's there, so got um, to. Netflix is uh, your friend during this time for sure. Actually, but really, haven't been watching that much. Oh really? I need to get on my. I well, haven't. You, have home, you have homeschooling to do. That's a lot. Yeah. Is it is the homeschooling no. taking most of your time? I don't mean during the day. Like, so certain days yes, some days no, and then like, um, and then me and my husband hang out in the evening. Um, but we haven't been watching a whole lot of like new shows and stuff. We've been rewatching um Doctor Who, and. You're a big Whovian. I forgot about that. I don't know. Of a nerd. I tried, but I couldn't really get too into it. I don't know. I tried, Which though. season? Try I started, it. I, tried, I started with Billy Piper's season. I would have. That's what that you said. That's the, earliest, was... that's the earliest season of the new reboot, correct? Yeah. yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd go with that um, season. If you weren't big on that, I'd go with season five. Okay, that's fair. But I'm um, going back to Star Wars really quick, guys. Huge news. Taika Waititi will be directing the new Star Wars movie for theatrical release, which he will co-write with 1917 writer uh, Christa, Christi Wilson Cairns. Um, so this is a brand new Star Wars film. Don't know what, where in the timeline it will fall. But Taika Waititi's already proven that he can do Star Wars. He directed a few episodes of Mandalorian. I'm excited what he can do with the movies. I feel a little better with him doing this than Ryan Johnson, personally. Um, but, yeah, um, I think Taika oh, yeah, Waititi... Yeah, definitely. Taika Waititi gets it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for this, uh, this new um, Star Wars film, which is still in early development. Um, so what's your but, favorite Star Wars film? Which one should I watch that you think is the best? I mean, a lot of people love the original trilogy. Because once... Um, like well, that's, said, yeah, episodes well, 4, yeah. 5, and 6. Because once the out library the, is open... Out of the, the new, out of the new films, I think Rogue One was one of the stronger films, personally. Yeah. That was a really good one. Was that, what, the, the fifth or... No, it's not. It's, no. it's actually a prequel to the first Star Wars. Yeah. It, oh, so it, it takes place called, immediately before Rogue One. It's called Rogue One. Okay. Uh, yeah. Felicity right. Jones is in it. Yeah. All right. I guess like once the library is open. Um, no, it takes yeah. place before A New Hope. Episode four, A New Hope. Yep. Yeah, you said Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One takes place right before Episode four, A New Hope. That's right. Episode. Yeah. You guys think the libraries will open soon, or? <sighs> I don't know. Were they open before this? 
Yeah, they were open before. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to get your free movie? I still old, go to right? the library. Do you? Well, I'm sure you do. That's how I watch Game of Thrones. Like, oh, that's free. finally really? good. I'm glad yeah, you did. I yeah. finally got caught up because everybody was talking about it. I was like, what am I missing out on? And I saw it. I was like, oh my god, this is like epic. Well, we'll use that to watch some Star you, Wars stuff. Ola, please. Were you disappointed in the final season? Well, I haven't watched the final season. The library. Oh, okay. Where I was able to get it, so I mean, I was put on the list. Oh, so, uh, I'll get. So don't tell me anything about it. You know? But I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people were disappointed. Like as soon yeah. as the library is open, I plan on um, getting that final season. So uh, back um, to back to Star Wars, really quick, guys. The Mandalorian um, has some great directors that are going to be a part of the season two. Uh, announced will be Robert Rodriguez, which is exciting. Also, Ant-Man director Peyton Reed will be in the director's chair for The Mandalorian. Um, so those are two huge names right there, um, um, which I'm really excited to that we're going to see season two in October. And, of course, you can check out Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, which is um, an episodic documentary. Chachi, did you get a chance to check that out yet? No, it's eight episodes, right? I believe so. Yep, eight episodes. Um, Have they released all eight yet, or are they doing no, it like once a week? They're doing it once a week, just like the Mandalorian. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, it's kind of like overkill. Cause wasn't the um, series only eight episodes? I think yes. So. so you have like a whole like eight episode documentary about the eight episodes that were created. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna complain because that's. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as Disney Plus concerned, that's what I'm most excited about. I'm watching the most is the Star Wars content. Um, so we talked yeah. about the female-centric um, Star Wars series that will be on Disney Plus um, by Leslie Headland, known for her work on Russian Doll. Um, and um, apparently Lucasfilm has confirmed that this will take place, which we did mention last week. But I, I, I watch a YouTube show called Mike Zero, and he reviews everything Star Wars. And apparently uh, inside sources are saying that Leslie Headland wants to throw everything we know about Star Wars out the window. Oh, God. Basically what Ryan Johnson did, and um, all, including all the philosophies and everything that we believe, um, a completely new path for the franchise. Um, this will be a testing um, period for, for the series, obviously. If it, if it tanks, then we know that Leslie uh, didn't make the right call. But if it does well, it'll be something refreshing and new. Um, it will be female-centric-led, Oh, thank um, God. So it's a Star Wars. <laughs> so it's a Star Wars reboot. No, well, yeah. it won't be a reboot. It's because of the you know everything's still canon in this universe. It will just be a completely new take on it with female centric characters. Kind of like Star Trek, like when they have different generations. I mean, it will be a different point of the timeline, yes. But um, it's just a, it, according to what I saw on that YouTube show, Mike Zero. They're taking everything we know about Star Wars and starting something completely different. It makes but no it's sense. Like, but, but, but it's in the same universe. It's in the same universe. Still canon. Okay. okay. How do you get rid of everything? So there won't be like any kind of like stormtroopers be... or bounty hunters or what? Like what are they saying about getting rid of everything? That, I have. Yeah. It it's like a, if you get rid of everything, then like. It's not Star Wars. People you would call be, it a reboot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people. That's what a reboot is. is. Yeah. It sounds like a reboot. Like a parallel universe. Yep. So it's like it's like uh, okay, like everything you love about Star Wars, we're gonna get rid of that. But we got we got women though. It's just <laughs> it sounds like a horrible like like pitch, you know, for like a new series. 
I mean, that's why people love Mandalorian because they can relate to this stuff. I mean, it's, it's totally new stories, but you're like, okay, I see bounty hunters, I see stormtroopers, I see like a baby um, Yoda. See, the things that you love about Star Wars. They don't need everything thrown out. It makes no sense. I mean, if you want to, you don't need to have the Skywalkers or whatever, but you can have new stories, but you don't take everything about Star Wars and throw it out. I mean, that's like a horrible, like, start to that series. Ali, you might be excited that Brie Larson is rumored to be attached to this new series. Uh, Um. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan of Brie, Sachi. Not a fan of Brie. I mean, is she going to look miserable in this series, too? <laughs> I, liked, I liked her in Captain Marvel. Oh. Nah. <laughs> Sachi, you weren't big on her, huh? That movie I thought was, like, uh, um, disappointing. It's on I was the looking lower, forward to doing lower, it. Like, lower scale of the Marvel movies? Yeah, very low. Like, I was looking forward to being taking place in the 90s, and I thought, you know, that would be a, a cool um, time the nostalgia, period. Nostalgia, the blockbuster video store, Chachi. Yeah. The Nine Inch Nails fun shirt. film. You I love the cat, the flurkin. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought Samuel L. Jackson did great, but. And yeah, you mentioned the aging process for Sam Jackson, and that was great too. Other Disney news, guys. Disney's in early development for a live-action remake of Hercules, the 1997 animated movie. Uh, Ali, I know you love everything Disney. Uh, what are your thoughts? As you know, Disney is doing a live-action film of virtually every. <laughs> <laughs> animated film yeah. i've never i never really got into hercules okay. uh so i'm kind of indifferent okay uh dave callahan will be writing the script um so um uh dave callahan actually worked on the expendables with sly stallone so he has some good credits um he's done godzilla be, he's done zombieland like, like like ancient like like 360 or like one of those ancient films, like those ancient epic films. Well, yeah, but it will be it'll stay true to the animated movie. So oh, it's actually, be, it will yeah. be a live oh, it will be a live action oh, it's animation. Okay, it's an animation. It, well, no, no, it will be a live action take on the animated film from '97. Oh, have you? Oh, look, okay. have you seen like uh, the new Beauty and the Beast with uh, Emma Watson? It'll be just like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I if you need to watch Aladdin. Right. I haven't watched the live action a lot, and my kids don't get no, into I, Disney movies anymore. Really? They don't I have to watch movies? it on my own time. Aww. No, like my daughter is like over it. Like, what is your daughter? Rather, like she probably loves. Um, we just well, we finished watching Stranger Things. She was obsessed with Stranger Things. Yeah, it's great. Is that um, we'll probably for kids, she would probably love The Mandalorian. But she's going to middle school in September. Is that old enough? She's going to off to middle, middle school. What the middle school kids in there? Or they were like. School? She's going to be 11 this year. She hears yeah. words in school. See, she's going to be 11. See that, out? That's perfect. She's oh, is that how old the cast are? She, no, no, we, that's, that's the main star. The main. 11, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I get she's it. She's really, like, um, she's really good about, like, she, she's like, oh, I hear words in school, but she never, like, but she's like, no, but I, she'll never cuss or anything like that. So she's, like, she's a really good kid, but she, she's, she's very, a, like, she's, she's smart. as sweet she's, as you. She is very sweet Aww. when she's not having attitude. <laughs> but uh, right, another movie. Another movie news, guys. This is crazy. This is insane movie news. So Tom Cruise and NASA. I can't believe that Allie has like an eleven-year-old. I know She'll she looks. The eleven looks like, in looks August. So she yeah. looks. Uh, she she's looks. She's going. 
Uh, and she starts middle school in September, which sucks because, like, this year was supposed to be, like, she was supposed to have her end-of-the-year field trip, her fifth-grade graduation, and that's all. And now, like, there's talk that they might not start in the fall, so who knows. But we had um, virtual... Pretty, I virtual, think it will start um, in the fall. Yeah, I I think think so. yeah, me too. I think everything will be all right in. by the fall, yeah. The summer might be a little weird, um, but I think by the fall things will... Um, this is hopefully they're not going to get that second wave that a lot of people are thinking about. We'll just have to be optimistic, guys. I think you guys are watching that documentary, The Last Dance, on ESPN. I have Michael not. Jordan, no, Chicago I Bulls. It. That's been yeah. that's been really good. It's going through like Jordan's whole like um, career, and then, then the Bulls, and like Dennis Rodman, and like um, there's all the major players on the Bulls. It's really well I've heard, done. I've heard, I've heard it's great. Don't have to check it out. But if we can go back to movies. Because yeah, <laughs> we're going to sidetrack on TV. Um, Tom Cruise and NASA are teaming with a movie project. This is crazy, guys. They're actually going to um, film aboard a space station. Um, which, an actual station. An actual space station. Wow. Cruise is in talks with Elon Musk, who Elon just had a uh, – who's, I think, expecting – uh, another baby, by the way. With Brian. With oh, Brian. My girlfriend. They called it like R two D two or something. Like they they gave it a really weird name. <laughs> the, the, the name they, they couldn't use. The, yeah, the original name like, they wanted. They like couldn't use X it because one hundred. Like yeah, was, something crazy. It was something weird. Yeah, they gave her like like a like a line of code. <laughs> what first name? Right. Oh, yeah. the and like, they they couldn't put it on the birth certificate, so they had to like phonetically spell it out or something. Was it X? Yeah. A A twelve. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh. <laughs> have but fun yeah. through life for that name. <laughs> I mean, how, how? I mean, I don't know. Elon, are, Elon already has like five kids. He has like a uh, twin boys and triplet boys, I think. So uh, he goes through women like you know. Yeah, he does go through them fairly. Uh, I guess he and Amber Heard uh, broke up. Yes, they were dating. You're right. Yeah. And they were yeah. really pretentious about like their relationship, <laughs> about how they go to like bookstores and like how they collect old books and shit. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Amber, something else. I met, I met, I met, I met her. Uh, I met her last year. Last uh, last November. Did he date her after Johnny Depp? Yeah, I think so. Yep. How do you follow she, Johnny Depp? That way, now she's dating a woman, so now she's like in a. Oh really? Yeah, is she really dating a woman? I didn't even yeah, read that. Yeah, I read I that. I have to check that out. But dude, how are they gonna do this like movie in space? This is crazy. I hope I hope Tom Hanks like disin- disintegrates or like just blows up out there. Why? Why do you I say that? I, I, I hate fucking Tom Hanks. I'm what? sorry. Why do, you, why do you say that? How do you hate Tom what? Hanks? Oh, not, I know. I'm, I'm sorry, not Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom, I thought, I thought you said Tom Cruise. I'm sorry. I was going to say Tom Hanks no, no, no. is like... Tom, oh, yeah. No, no, like, nobody hates Tom. Celebrity, I know. No, he is. I'm sorry. I, oh, I thought you said Tom no, Cruise. No, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, he is. Is that who you meant, Tom Cruise, Oleg? Yeah, I can't, yeah, I mean, he's awesome. Okay. <laughs> That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Well, why do you hate Tom Cruise? Because of the whole Scientology thing, or what? Yeah, that, and, like, the way he told Brooke Shields, like, the you know, the way he judged her for taking, like, antidepressants. Just, like, he's, uh-huh. he's just an asshole. I mean, I mean, like, women escape from him. Like, women have to run away from him, right? Like, he just, like, forces mm-hmm. this cult on them. I mean, he just seems like a really oppressive 
figure. And, and he's not he's not that great of an actor. I mean, they have much younger actors who are better than him. Oh, you're an you're an ageist. <laughs> no, I mean he's I mean he's past he's a little bit past his prime as like kind of like you no. Know, yeah, he's like, still great he's, in the action film. He does all his uh, own he does stunts own stunts. and everything. He does yeah. his own stunts, Oleg. I mean, still, whatever. It's still, it's still Maverick. Whatever. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> like, forward to Top Gun 2 when that comes out. Too. He's moving into the direction of Robert De Niro. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> but, but, he's I still mean, in his 50s, Oleg, so... Yeah, but for for the kind of action movies he does, it's it requires much younger, much younger. I'm sorry, but, you know, you don't do, like, you don't do, like, high action, like, front like number one person like in your 50s anymore in your late 50s are you gonna, are you gonna say are you gonna say that the Wait, actually he's in his six actually he's in the 60s isn't he can you verify no. fact check that because he looked great in his 40s he looked, 57 he, okay seven okay okay well he looked great in his 40s but at this point he's just looking Vin a little diesel bit, Vin diesel's 55 i think right is he? Well, well, these Ben really Diesel is also Ben Diesel is also getting a little old, but Ben Diesel has always kind of had this like butch. When you're like when you play that butch ball, when you have that butch ball look, like <laughs> butch. You, you know, as opposed to, as opposed to being a pretty boy like Tom he's Cruise. He's You don't okay, age. Okay. Yeah. He, oh, he's yeah, young. Tom Cruise is great. Yeah. You gotta admit, Tom Cruise looks great for his age. I mean, he, he looks he looks much different than he well, did you know, like back when he was young. Well, no, not, I mean he looked great. In the 40s, I mean, in you know the early what he's, 50s. He's going to do this movie because you don't age in space, supposedly. So. <laughs> maybe that's how he stays so young. Maybe he's in oh, wait, Mars. Yeah. Maybe he's in Mars like half black the time. Hole. You wouldn't kick, would, you, would you kick Tom, Tom Cruise out of bed? Come on. I actually might kick him out of bed. Nah, you want to kick him out of bed. Come on, Tom Cruise. If he's like in those um, risky... Um, Risky business, um, tidy whities if he, if he looked like he did when he was in Risky Business and his tidy whities then mm-hmm. yes. But, <laughs> at, but, at, <laughs> but at this point, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't, it depends. I mean, like, he creeps me out. Like, what he did right. to those women and, like, the way he started jumping on top of that couch in the creepy. Yeah. show. I actually was, watched that yeah. when that happened. It was weird. Yeah, it just creeps crazy. me out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> All right, another movie news, guys. Um, oh, you have you a list of, No, just like give you a list of like celebrities, like like Gerard <laughs> Butler. You know, that, I, I would I would like totally. We'd be here forever. Have sex with <laughs> if you named every guy that you want to have sex with. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're only a three-hour show. I know. <laughs> right. So moving on, guys. The GI Joe franchise continues to expand. They're developing an untitled fourth G.I. Joe movie. As you know, they had two already, and they're also working on a third G.I. Joe Origins for Snake Eyes with Henry Golding from uh, Crazer's Asians. And now they're developing a fourth film. So the G.I. Joe franchise is still fairly, fairly uh, popular, I guess. Are Um, these two new reboots or what? No, it's going to follow the uh, it's going to follow the other two films. Yeah. Because the, 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 the first one change? that didn't come out too far, uh, too 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 far back, I don't think. No, Did it, it didn't. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they were that great. Nah, they really weren't. I mean, Channing Tatum was in it, you know. Yeah. But 
I don't know. We'll have to see what Did they do. Did anyone's screens change? Um, yeah. your your screen, Allie, is still frozen for me. Not for me. You guys are all that's weird. Not you guys are me. all frozen for me, and I can only see Chachi right now, but he's that's all like, you need. Pixelated. Oh. <laughs> Saying that's all you it's need. Like all. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna I um... see Chachi's pix his pixelated Chachi? That's it's a weird hey, Allie, idea. You, wanna... you guys started freezing, and then. Hey, Allie, do you want to, like, a drop and come back in right away and see what happens? Yeah, let me try okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Also in movie news, guys, um, Aquaman director James Wan, which I thought he did a, gr- a great job with Aquaman, is going to produce a film called Hunting Season, a time travel thriller. Oh, Chachi, time travel. Oh, there you go. Uh, from the John Wick franchise writer Derek Kolstad. So um, if you do time travel right, like Back to the Future, I am all for it. Um, yeah. You know, um, yeah, no one's going to time travel to 2020. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, God. 2020 is horrible, right? Miserable year. Speaking of in the future, 2084 uh, is an upcoming script that Paramount Pictures has picked up with the co-writer of the Batman movie, the new one they're developing with uh, the production with Rob Pattinson. Is this a sequel uh, to 1984? How did you know, Chachi? So I thought so. It's it's a, described as a spiritual sister to 1984, the novel by George Orwell that depicted a totalitarian state filled with propaganda and surveillance. So maybe because 1984, in actual history, wasn't mm-hmm. what was told in the book. Maybe in 2084 we would see that. Um, the supposedly, cool. yeah, it's supposed to have tones similar to. Christopher Nolan's Inception and Keanu Reeves' The Matrix. So, um, there she is. There's Ah, I can see you guys now. I I can see. I saw. uh, I saw both of those films during the quarantine. Isn't like, I mean, I I rewatched The Matrix and I saw Inception. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm catching up on my films and stuff. Those are good. Those are good films, man. Inception's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Matrix was fucking great. I This is the second time I watched it, and the second time. Oh, the first one. And then I watched like all these dystopian films, like dystopian sci-fi films on Netflix. Oh, cool! Like, and a lot of them were just like not as good as The Matrix. Like The Matrix, okay. even though it, it was made so long ago, it was so well done. Did you know they're making The Matrix Four? Yes, I, I yes, I'm excited for it. Yeah, that should be really cool. Speaking of sequels, Demolition Man is getting a, a sequel, guys. Um, um, which apparently the 93 film Demolition Man had pointed out how current events have mirrored different aspects of the film, um, which um, the film is uh, about a police officer who is brought out of suspended animation in prison to pursue an old ultraviolet nemesis that is loose in a nonviolent future society. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, with, and that's Wesley Snipes, right. Um it's a great barely, movie. I barely remember Demolition Man. No, it's I'm really. Like, you should go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. Okay. It's really funny. Like, um, they had like um this whole gag with like the three um seashells, which um they couldn't, you know, instead of toilet paper and stuff, there was like these three shells, and like um they couldn't figure out how to use it. Who was it? Um, <clears throat> uh, Sly Stallone couldn't figure out how to use it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Um, I'll have to watch again, especially now that they're having the sequels. So. But like in, in the future, like the big restaurant is like um. The big fancy restaurant is Taco Bell. Like Taco Bell, like won the um, franchise oh wars. But so I was they be- watching. They became what? an upscale chain. Yeah, but I was watching like. Um, they can't become. 
Yeah, I was watching a clip um, the other day where actually, like, for overseas, um, they dubbed over them talking about Taco Bell and, and made it um, Pizza Hut. And then when they pulled up to the Taco Bell, they, um, um, you know, altered it to look like a um, Pizza Hut instead of a Taco Bell. Because overseas, like, back when this movie came out in the 90s, Taco Bell wasn't really well known. But people knew uh-huh. um, Pizza Hut, so that's why they switched it. So that way, it was more of a gag where, you know, a, a chain that people knew became, like, the, the big chain of the, um, of the future. Huh. Interesting trivia there, Chuch. Yeah. Okay. And I hope they I hope they do it right. I mean, um Right. Yeah. You know, usually like these sequels that come after like, you know, a long time, like ten, you know, twenty years or whatever, they usually aren't as good, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll have to wait and see, yeah. Um speaking of sequels that has but, not come yeah, out Stallone, Stallone did well. We Stallone did well with um the whole kind of twist with um <laughs> Creed. So I think um you know, I think if he's heavily involved in it, I think he'll do it. Right. Creed was fantastic, and uh, that, that's an example right there. Uh, what about Space Jam 2? As you know, that's coming out after years and I'm years. I'm excited of, for that. Yeah, because that came out in 96, the first one. The, um, the sequel is called um, Space Jam, A New Legacy. So um, set to um, be released um, in uh, 2021, July 16th. But there's no Michael Jordan this time, though, right? Well, um. um LeBron James will be a part of this one, um, which will mark LeBron's first major acting role. Um, the original did see Michael Jordan team up with Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes. You know what? It didn't say, but you know, I I would imagine LeBron has like the lead, and then we'll see like Michael Jordan in like a surprise cameo. That's that's what I think will happen. I feel like he has to at least make an appearance. He has to. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Bill Murray was. Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. He was hilarious in it. Oleg, I know I you're happy about this one. Oleg is going to be really happy about the success of Sausage Party. <laughs> that <laughs> Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have found their next animated project for adults, um, which is called, um, which is uh, based on. The podcast Bubble. So Seth Rogen will be joining forces with um, Evan Goldberg and um, Jumanji's Matt Tolmek producing this. So and it's, um, and, it's, and it's called Sausage Party. Well, Sausage Party was um, is already out. It's a an, oh. it's an, like it's like a naughty animated it's like a adult few years film. ago. Yeah, it came out about, a few years ago. Was it, was it about was it about like those German sausage parties that they throw? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was about, like it was food, yeah. car, like cartoony food. Oh, it looked okay. like a kids movie, and they oh, I'm said sorry. over and I over was... they're like this is an adult film. It was rated R, and all I these dumb parents. Those... Brought... Oh, okay. I was thinking. It was... <laughs> I, was I think it's on. I think it's on Netflix. Else. Actually, I think you can watch it on Netflix if you want to check it's it out. Sausage... Okay. I never watched Sausage it. Party. Yeah. Sausage Party. Yeah. So. Don't get too excited though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the yeah the only thing that's called Sausage Party that I'm gonna watch is on Pornhub. Not um... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I hope if that that's what you're expecting, you'll be sadly disappointed. <laughs> you'll see actual hot dogs and actual burgers and actual... oh god, that kind of meat. That, oh, that kind of meat. Yeah. Hot dog buns. What's that, Chachi? 
You went out hot dog and buns. Exactly. You went. Yeah, you went out on the audio for a second. Um, oh, this is an interesting title of a film. The aliens are stealing our weed. Uh, starring Gina Rodriguez will be a power, Paramount comedy. Uh, the former Jane the Virgin star plays Candace. Um, and uh, it's called the it's aliens about, are stealing our weed. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, apparently her character uncovers an alien conspiracy to steal the planet's weed supply after their entire crop suddenly goes missing. So, um, yeah, you know, it's quirky comedy, you know, and a lot of people are, are, uh, sounds ridiculous. Indulging in the, uh, herbal medication during this time. Um, Adam driver, Kylo Ren himself is uh, teaming up with director Jeff Nichols, uh, for a film about the Cuban Revolution called Yankee Comandante, um, which again, dude, Adam Driver, incredible actor. I mean, he just just does so well with anything he does, especially with like Marriage Story. His acting, he was nominated, you know, for should should I watch act. that? That's on Netflix. Should I? Yeah, should I, you should because he's I so good. Chachi, have you seen Marriage Story yet? You should. It's if you haven't. What? Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. No. It's a great film, man. Really? really yeah. I'll have to check that out. So yeah, is this movie going to be filmed um, in Cuba? Um, I don't I think, think so. Yeah. Um, although it is about the Cuban Revolution that helped bring Fidel Castro to, pow- uh, to, to power. Um, I don't know with the way the relationship is with Cuba now. Um, I don't know. And yeah. maybe even Cuba has low coronavirus cases. I haven't checked. But if that's the case, then maybe. Well, I'm sure this would have been filmed before then, right? Has already been filmed? This is no. This is um, um, this is uh in pre-production. Ah, oh, pre-production. So, okay. Hey, yeah, pre-production, what yeah. about a film about what about a film about the coronavirus? Are they filming that yet? No. <laughs> I've heard of. Give it a couple like, years. Uh, but they probably will. But um, well, no, actually, you know, Netflix has a, a series called Social Distancing, which will be produced. It'll be produced by Jen. No, I mean, like something like really horrible and fictional, like about like. September. Well, no, it is. It is. It is. It, 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 it is. A, well, this one will be about, I think, the pandemic, but it's by the Orange is the New Black team. Oh, it's really? Called, yeah, it's called the okay. Social Distance or something like that. We talked about this. That's pretty crazy. Like, back. I mean, it's like I spent a year, like a year this week that I was down in um, Cuba. So it's just funny, like, um, Thinking about how relations for that country change, and then also with this whole coronavirus yeah. stuff, that even oh, I like, can't travel anywhere. I remember fun? you telling us all about your yeah. trip. Yeah. I think it was oh, like you had just gone back not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when yep. I was on one of the one of the shows. Oh, there you go. So here we go. It's an anniversary. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple big films have had uh, have gotten distribution. Uh, that um, that screened at Sundance. One is Black Bear, starring Aubrey Plaza. Um, another one is Benedict Cumberbatch's The Courier, which also premiered at the Sundance Film Festival. Um, that will um, uh, that's also will be given a theatrical release in August of 2020, which we're hoping everything will be normal back then. Let's hope. Um, and um, for Twilight fans, Twilight's author Stephanie Meyer announced a long-awaited book, Midnight Sun, which will arrive on August 4th. I have to admit, I did enjoy the Twilight movies. I was, <laughs> obs- I was in 2008. I was obsessed with the like. I was obsessed with the books. 
in back in 2008. Are you but excited I was, about this? Hey, you too. So mad at... You two crazy no, girls. I'm not. What's that? I said you two crazy girls. Um, <laughs> I, 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 Three? I feel like I've gotten, like, Edward was, like, a horrible character and, like, well, I was always Team Jacob when I was young. When I oh, was, well, when those sense. movies came out. And those Where were you, Al? Well? Um, I was I was <laughs> Team uh, Ashley Green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good recovery there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, never not team not Edward Stewart. Fan. No, no. Team Ashley Green. Uh, but no, Stephanie Meyer. It's, um, her new book is going to come out August fourth. It's a prequel on the Twilight franchise called Midnight Sun, which uh, part of the novel actually leaked online. Um, it back did. In- it was all supposed to come out yeah. in like 2008 when she was writing it, but then someone leaked it and she was so exactly. angry that she was like, I'm done. I'm not writing any more of this. Yeah, but and luckily, then I think she was thinking about right. releasing it again um, and going back to it in I think like 2013 or 2015, but then Fifty Shades of Grey, which is actually fan fiction, based on fan fiction of Twilight, um, they released a book on Christian Grey's perspective and so she got pissed off about that and then was like, nope, I'm done. I'm not going back. And then I guess she decided she changed yeah. her mind. Yep. Yeah, good news. It's going to come out in August. I know you'll be reading it, Allie. Um, <laughs> you're not going to read it? <laughs> no. At least she's honest. No. So Danny Trejo, um, Danny Trejo, great actor, by the way. Yeah. He has a really cool documentary coming out called Inmate Number One. It's about the rise of Danny Trejo. If you didn't know, um, he's an ex-con. Um, Trejo survived rough conditions behind bars back in 1969, and he turned his life around. Um, so he just uh, shared the trailer for his documentary, which will be out in July. So Was I, he in like be... a foreign prison or what? Or one in the U.S.? Um, I don't know. Let me look that one up. Um, speaking of documentaries, um, Oleg, I know you told me you watched The Lion King, and I'm sorry, the, not The Lion King, Tiger King. <laughs> oh my God, ti- that is my husband so, and I just finished watching Tiger King. Did you King. finish watching it? Okay. Tiger King hilarious. Yes. So news. It's like uh, the best thing to come out during quarantine. It, it was like the perfect quarantine <laughs> documentary for sure. Uh, he was in San Quentin. <laughs> San Quentin. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Nicholas Cage uh, set the star in a scripted series centered on Joe Exotic, the subject of Tiger King. Everybody wanted like Danny McBride. Um, uh, Nicholas Cage, I mean, he's proven he's, he's a good actor, but he, he's had some really stinker films, too. I think that's why a lot of people weren't happy about the choosing of Nicholas. Also, has has Nicholas played a redneck before? So you got to be a really good, convincing redneck, too. Um, I'm not sure about the casting choice. What do you think? Nicholas Cage is Joe Exotic. You think you can pull it off? Yeah, I thought I heard I there so. was some... I didn't hear about Nicholas Cage. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, as long as he I'm was... A- yeah, I mean, as long as it doesn't pop like John Travolta in um, um, that John Waters uh, uh, sequel movie that they made uh, as Divine, um, then that'll be okay. You, that'll, you know, be a, that'll be okay uh, with you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know although, I'm, although, are you a fan of the Tiger King, uh, Oleg? Would would you uh, would you be in a zoo? Would you be one uh, of his zoo boys? 
Oh God. Um, oh my God. <laughs> it was horrifying. You probably was, liked his husband's you, a little better, right? I mean, I, I didn't like any of it. It was just all uh, like mm-hmm. train wreck. Yeah, it was, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I think Nick Cage would look more like um, more like him um, than Danny McBride would. I think Danny McBride would be like too heavy to um, play. He is um, heavy. Joe Exotic. But he has the redneck down. Can yeah, Nick but, Cage do the redneck? We haven't. I haven't seen a redneck role from. You know, I'm gotta, really not sure. Like the point of even the. Um, is it going to be a, a series? Right. This will be a series. Yeah. I mean, the, the original is crazy enough. I don't know why you need to like. <laughs> and it showed just about everything it could possibly show. It wasn't like there was big gaps or anything. I mean, you saw, you know, his um, husband like you know get, get shot by. Um, you know, by accident. I mean, it's like there's stuff. Everything was in on the documentary, so I'm not sure. It's gonna be a series. Really show. It's gonna be a series. It's gonna yeah. Be, it's gonna be a scripted series. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It just sounds kind of. It just sounds like a flop. I think the movie. I mean, you know what? This you might still be sequels. separate with them. Yeah. yeah. You don't make sequels of documentaries. That's just. Well, not, it's not a sequel. Like it's it's a, it's a, sequel, reima- but, but it's a reimagining. Really, it's a scripted yeah, reimagining of yeah, a documentary. Sorry. Yeah. It's a reimagining of a documentary. Right. I mean, it just doesn't sound like it's going to work. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. He's a, he's definitely someone that I could, if he acts well enough, that I, I I could see him in that role. He looks he looks a little bit like I mean, just give him you know like a mullet haircut and yeah, kind of him a little bit. So we'll see. It, it might think, work. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, people are flocking hey guys. Uh, the zoo. Yeah. I will be right back. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> i've been trying to hold it oh, that's okay. go 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 it looks like you're in the bathroom now i will be <laughs> doesn't it like it you're like, like a stall. Old stall. Well, yeah. when we're in studio i can like be like okay i'll be back all right all right, all right we'll, be careful we'll catch out in a few ready. seconds all right i'm gonna meet but wait, wait what, what was that john waters film that they you know that they remade uh with with um with John Travolta playing uh, Divine's part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, that was Hairspray. Hairspray. They did a musical version. I yeah. mean, I mean, if, if Travolta, John, John Travolta was relaxed. the worst. That that was the worst. Like, <laughs> I like, thought it was funny. I, I thought, thought it was, was funny. awful. <laughs> I mean, Dude, Travolta got the Baltimore accent down though. He did get the Baltimore accent down, but he didn't have. <laughs> The the spirit of divine and it was it was just that's all it was was an accent. Yeah. He, it it didn't capture the, he didn't capture the character. I mean he just yeah. made it kind of like cardboard like and and two dimensional. I thought. Yeah. So I mean I mean it's going to be interesting to see how how you know this is going to be done and if it's done the same way. I think Oleg hates older guys. No, I don't. I don't hate <laughs> older guys. Why? Well, just because. He- just because I'm not into Joe Exotic, I mean, I would no, I no, would, I mean, like, um, I wouldn't turn Brad John Travolta, Tom Cruise. No, yeah. no that's no, a no, pattern. No, it's a pattern. No, yeah, no. actually, yeah. I like. No, actually, I like uh, John Travolta. I do like. Okay, him. okay. I mean, okay. I mean, I don't mind that he's also a Scientologist. I mean, right. he hasn't come mm-hmm. out and said anything creepy. You know, I mean, and they're both in the fucking closet. So, I mean, I guess I could have something <laughs> to dislike them about. You know. 
But I don't. I mean, I, I you know, <laughs> that's how you want to live your life or whatever. You live your right. life like that, you know. I don't, right. I don't think that's been rumored for years. I mean, do you think that's yeah. true? And then do you think, and, and if well, so, then why don't you come years out? She was a lesbian and she died, you know, and now all of a sudden, you know, everybody now knows that she was a lesbian for a it while, was. you know, so. Before she married Bobby, you know, Whitney was with this woman for a while. So I think, I think, yeah, I think these, I think these rumors are absolutely true about Tom Cruise. They're, they're at least bisexual. At least, at least. Yeah. So really quick on Tiger King, um, they actually just reopened the Tiger King Park in Oklahoma and apparently people flocked. So I guess, I guess Oklahoma is one of the. States that uh, was transitioning to uh, open zoos, I guess. So they reopened parks? that with that with with that shady character, the one that framed the one that framed uh, the Tiger King, right? Yeah. That's yep. the one. That's, yep, the that's one. Uh, that the Jeff one? Lowe. Jeff Lowe's yeah. Jeff Lowe's the one. And everybody, and so the movie now made that place. He's going to be rich because of that place. Ugh. Eric yeah. Eric Coey. Eric Coey is the. The head zookeeper, and then the new owner is Jeff Lowe. Exactly. Um, man, Jeff Lowe, his wife was hot. Oh my God, yeah. Dude, then, holy hell, was she hot? But, Damn. And the nanny. Like, yeah, the and nanny the nanny was, was even hotter. Yeah. But he yeah. probably beats both of them. <laughs> <laughs> did you Did you hear that Carol Baskin was tricked into doing an interview that she thought was uh, Jimmy Fallon? So apparently, um, two YouTubers used Zoom to pose as Jimmy Fallon producers. Oh, tricked really? Car- yeah, they kicked, tricked Carol into giving her first um, interview since the release of Tiger King. As you know, she didn't do that uh, that um, that episode where they had the reunion for the cast yeah. Q and A. It was um, kind of a waste episode, anyways. Yeah. Well, for for this one, they actually um, added audio clips of. Jimmy Fallon interviewing cats and said that although Carol, you can't see Jimmy, he's going to ask these questions. And then they had the other YouTube guys like kind of feed off on that. So they made it realistic that Carol actually thought she was doing Jimmy because as you know, Carol has been turning down a lot of media requests. I don't see her doing below the belt show anytime soon, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) would you like to see Carol off below the belt? Oh my God. I would love to ask her if she killed her. uh... (laughs) <laughs> how many how many times is she hearing that about her? <laughs> so that must be the question she's been asked the most for sure. Um, <laughs> so uh, Netflix actually is uh, closed a deal on a script for Extraction too. I haven't seen it yet. The the Chris Hemsworth action movie on Netflix. Yeah, it debuted on April twenty fourth. Have you seen it, Oleg? No, but it's like trending and like it's like they're constantly like putting it in my face on netflix so i i is it is it good what's what's you know should i see it? a lot is of people it? do like it and it's produced by the the russo brothers who produced um and directed the avengers movies um ali or chach have you seen extraction not yet, yet no I, I heard it was good though i do want to see it but it's so it's on its way to becoming the biggest film to ever premiere on netflix 90 million households tuning in the first four weeks that's pretty good so you know, Net- was Netflix- this supposed to open in the movie theater or no? Netflix was this, was this straight to Netflix? Yep, Netflix wants to do a lot of straight to straight to Netflix. Netflix. Yep, but big budgets, big name actors, like these movies could do well in the theater, but they chose to go straight to Netflix. 
Right. Which is fine, you know. Um, another one was that um, movie Bright with Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Apparently, they're in talks with French director Louis Letier for a sequel to Bright. Um, Bright was a pretty strong film on, on Netflix. I got to check that one out, too. Um, also, Blake Lively and Sean Levy are teaming up for another movie on Netflix called Dark Days at the Magna Carter. I know you like post-apocalyptic stuff. It's a post-apocalyptic thriller, um, which, um, again, uh, de- details are being kept um, in the vault. But okay, So not much has been um, talked about on this one as well. Another movie on Netflix is Dangerous Lies coming up, starring Camila Mendez from Riverdale. Um, she plays Veronica on Riverdale, which got a chance to interview her at the Wizard World Comic Con, which is pretty cool. It uh, centers around... Um, yeah, remember those days? I know, right? The Comic Con days, Allie. Oh, my God. God. So much fun. This was a big Comic Con season right now that we would I have been know, in. I know. This is the Comic Con season, man. Yeah. I interviewed... Um, Allie all dressed up in her little costumes. Yeah. Mm. Interviewed... Um, Betty and Veronica, Camila Mendez and Lily yes. Lance, yeah. right before they shot the Superstar on season one of, of Riverdale. So I'm so glad we got that. Right. Um, but it, it's uh, the story um, that her film, uh, Camila, Camila's film is about a caretaker named Katie and her husband following the unexpected death of her client. And apparently um, the client leaves his estate to Katie and then they begin to experience ominous incidents. Okay, interesting. Um, also on Netflix is uh, Have a Good Trip. Uh, this should be released soon on, oh, released on May 11th with uh, Nick Offerman and Sarah Silverman. Um, it's the, uh, exp- uh, explores the history and cultural influence of psychedelics. Uh, so you'll have trippy animations and stories from musicians and comedians ranging from uh, Sting to ASAP Rocky. So, uh, um, oh, this is a cool thing. This is uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. The series ended, but they're doing a special on Netflix, which will be interactive. Kind of like the old Choose Your Own Adventure. So um, basically, you can use your remote control and Kimmy's fate is in the hands of the viewers. Um, so you can also watch either version or you can go back and rewatch it and with the, with the other option or whatever, but I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, Netflix is just so far ahead of every other right? streaming service. Wait, wait, wait. They, they, wait. They're just killing it. Yeah. So you're going to use the keyboard to decide? Cause what do you mean remote, remote control? Like remote control that, or keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you can use that to select the options for Kimmy. I just, you know what? I hated those books. Because they were like so predictable, the like the plots were so like sim- lame. I think this is going to be a flop. I just don't really. Have I what. been? Yeah, that's my opinion. I'm sorry. Um, the trailer just dropped for Space Force. We talked about this on the show. This is uh, Steve Carell's um, workplace comedy, um, and it's all about the sixth branch of the military, which is uh, all about s- space, which is pretty cool. Um, has a pretty great cast. John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, Jimmy O. Yang, Fred Willard. Um, it's actually co-created by Carell and Greg Daniels, who created The Office. So you'll have 
you'll have a lot of that maybe office humor that you love if you're a fan of the office so um if, speaking of office ricky gervais who is the creator of the office bbc um which eventually became the nbc us hit and man i love ricky gervais because he tells it like it is his monologues in the golden globes have been awesome and i finally watched the show for the first time uh afterlife it's actually really good you get a lot of gervais's uh humor um which is very just brutally honest humor um it's really dark in the sense that it's about him moving on with his life his wife um was terminally ill and died and he plays a journalist because his wife was you know turned upside down he could he contemplates taking his own life but instead decides to just be an asshole um, you know he, you know he's in on netflix there's a series called extra extras or, or it's, it's about extras and he's in it it's like about, a whole about it, back background extras yeah yeah oh okay but this one's called did you Afterlife. See that? Did, it, did you see that one? With I haven't thing? seen that one. But have you heard about it? It's, it's all about background extras. And he's the, in it. Rick, Ricky Gervais, really? Yeah, yeah. Check it out. I'm not familiar with that. But if you haven't seen Afterlife, Oleg, it's really good. Okay. Um, you should check it out. Um, if you like dark humor, you know, and if you've, if you've heard Ricky Gervais. I, I, like, I do like his monologues at the – His uh, monologues at the Golden Globes are just – <laughs> Aren't they some of the best, Josh? Yeah, they're, they're yeah, that was pretty good. He's really good. And uh, we were talking about this one, like uh, Hollywood on Netflix. It's Ryan Murphy's period drama where Darren Chris, um, starring Darren Chris, a um, whole bunch of uh, actors. Um, Jim Parsons from um, Big Bang Theory is in it. Um, and um, it's interesting because they actually bring up Darren Chris's Filipino side. Um, he is, when he's half Filipino. He's half Filipino. Ali Dash, you know something about half Filipino, don't you? I am. Yeah. I'm half Filipino. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So apparently an actress named Anna Mae Wong uh, stops, takes off her glasses and says you're Asian. And he says that he casually mentions he's half Filipino. And this is actually in the show. They actually. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Actually, Mention is that Anna, Anna, show. Yeah, Anna Mae Wong. She's like she's like the first Asian Hollywood actress that like made it into like big screen. That's uh, right. That's right. Oh, like yeah. yeah. She's played by Michelle. Who she played by? Okay. Uh, Michelle Krusiak is playing uh, Anna Mae Wong. I guess Lucy Liu. She can't get cast to like save her life. She can't get cast for a role to save her That's life. That's true. She was on Elementary for like what, 6 7 seasons? Oh, she was. Okay. And, um yeah, I haven't she was seen on... her and Cameron Diaz in a long time. Cameron actually retired from acting. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, right Chachi? Didn't Cameron retire? Cameron? I, yeah, she she retired from acting. I don't know. I think the last thing she did was Bad Teacher. I think it was her last film. You don't retire. Really? You know? You don't yeah. retire from those kinds I didn't of things. She wanted, she wanted, yeah, she wanted to um, retire. Or, or no, she just I don't know if it's Hollywood a long hiatus. Poison. She became Hollywood poison, and, and now she why do you to... why do you say that Hollywood poison? I don't know. Like all, like she was, she she just over overexposed. I mean, it was like, like you know, it was overexposure, and then all of a sudden, it was like nobody wanted to hire her. And I mean, the same thing happened to Joan Crawford, you know, it's, and Betty Davis at some point. Oh know? wait, yeah, her last her last but, movie was um was the Annie remake. But but back then, yeah, the, yeah the remake. The I didn't realize it had been that long. Oh. So that makes sense then, because I, I would quit acting after that movie too. 
<laughs> what a what a horrible idea that. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? She she was just really beautiful, and and I hate to say this, and you're gonna call me yes, ageist very, again. But yes, she was really beautiful, <laughs> yeah. but she doesn't look as good anymore. Well, you know what? She was smoking Cameron. hot. In, in the in the movie on the mask, she was smoking hot. Of course, and the thing about Cameron is that she is. I mean, she's still um, good looking, but yeah. she didn't. Well, she didn't. Age. You the know, reason once, why I think she talked about this, that glow, she actually—I'll tell you why. Look, she refuses <laughs> to have, she refuses to have any kind of plastic surgery, Good or for her. Botox or anything like that. Good. She's she's a a big supporter and and of natural beauty and aging gracefully. Well, that's awesome. Okay, I mean, good for her. I mean, you know. A lot of women that do the Botox, plump their lips, end up looking worse, in my opinion. Well, Nicole like Courtney Cox but, looked well, awful. Right. With all see? The, like, and, she's, and she's even come out and said, like, she stopped getting all the fillers. And she was like, I looked horrible when I did that. She's, yep. I don't, regret doing all that. I don't find it any attractive when girls plump their lips up to look gross. like two balloons. I don't get, I don't oh, get it. I don't get it. I, I really don't uh-uh. get it. It's the worst. Yeah, it never, all the it never looks good. Yeah, the, all looks, the Kardashians are into that, and the Jenner sisters. I, I don't get it. I feel it. like the Kardashians, like I don't, I don't think they're. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, they look very fake. But um, on HBO, <laughs> this is really exciting. This is an upcoming sci-fi drama. Uh, oh, we have a guest calling in. Actually, is oh, she wow. on? Okay, hold on. Let's bring her on. <laughs> Let's on. Katrina, are you going to stick to audio or are you joining by video? Oh, I could join video. I did yeah. put makeup on today. Awesome. Okay. Well, some of our guests have been shy. But oh. if, you're not, if you're not shy. I'm actually we... really shy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So below the belt welcomes our special guests for tonight. Voice actress extraordinaire, the one and only Katrina Salisbury. Oh, hi. Hey, Katrina. Hello. Hey. Can I, How are can you? I, full disclosure, I watch a few episodes of My Little Pony. Me and my kids love, uh, we watch My Little Pony. We haven't watched it in a while, but. But we, uh, my kids, I show them your character, and they're like, oh, I know her. Oh, I was like, well, I'm going to be talking happy. to her tonight. <laughs> Tell we them love my hi life. from Yona the Yak. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, um, that my Little Pony show has been so successful. It it's, in, it's in its ninth, ninth season already? Wow. season. We did nine seasons. We just, we finished recording last year. And then it finished coming out. Oh, I guess it would. What year is it? It came out. Finished coming it's out. Twenty twenty, and it's been a been yeah. a hell of a year, hasn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, okay. we're actually the home here in Baltimore of the BronyCon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the last BronyCon was last year, unfortunately. The that, big that was one. It now, there's huh? still tons of huh. for the BronyCon for the big big BronyCon, but there's lots of. Pony conventions still happening all across the country, as well as I think still in like the UK and Scotland. Well, Scotland's in the UK, but all all over there. Germany. So are, are you so. like a big rock star to the bronies? It's like a whole <laughs> movement. 
Uh, I don't know if I'm a rock. Okay, maybe. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a tiny bit. Now, I remember like these old My Little Ponies. You know, I never was, a, you know, really a fan. But what, what about this new series? What about it that causes, like, guys to be so fanatical about it? That's a good question. That is a good question. A lot of them, I think... As it just makes them feel like they're part of a community because so many people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And um, like a lot of people from the pony community are on the spectrum with autism. And a lot of people don't maybe, right. you know, accept them in their day to day life. But when they come right. to these pony conventions and even online now with technology, they can become friends with so many people across the world and feel like they belong to something special, which it is. There was this documentary that I saw with my friends. It's all about yeah. the uh, My Little Pony movement and the bronies, and I loved it. I just, I was so, I, it was such an inspiring film, you know. I just, and you're right, and they did mention that a lot of people on the spectrum were into it, and then it just provides people with like this fantasy, right? Like just complete out from their normal like lives. Yeah reality world you know mm-hmm. like with unicorns and stuff and 100 and yaks and yaks i love i love, <laughs> yaks. I love Dragons, oh, everything a little bit of everything sprinkled in <laughs> how, how many seasons have you done of uh i My did Little Pony? two seasons okay I cool did season, eight and season nine they introduced the young six which i was a part of in season eight and they opened up a school of friendship where we all kind of trickled in and we weren't so friendly with one another. You know, I was a yak. I felt like I was the best person in the whole <laughs> world. Nobody could tell me anything. But then I learned to be loyal to other people and other people celebrate different things. And that's really cool and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. So how- will we see you in a season 10? Will you in the yak be in season 10? We've- Season nine is the end for Gen Four, which which is what we were. Um, I know they are they are working, I think, on a Gen Five at the moment. I have no idea about any of that, so I'll wait and see with everyone else. But you know, if Yona did ever come back, I would be more than happy to yak to yak it up, right? To yak it up. You know, stomp some stuff. <laughs> how did you develop your voice for for uh, Yona? What did you? Uh, how did you? How did you figure out the Yona the Yona voice? So I I got the audition for the character, um, and I was like, all right, what well, what do you act sound like in the world of Pony? So I actually went back and watched a bunch of episodes where the Yaks made an appearance, and I was like, okay, they're a bit brutish <laughs> no they kind of like they are really raspy really deep they just kind of smash things so I'm like <laughs> all right I need to create a raspy voice and oh, they talk cool. okay. in um they talk in the third person and they just they kind of speak in broken English so I just kind of adopted that and Yona was created from there yeah, because you, you sound a lot. Awesome. The Hulk might have been a little bit of a idol to her. <laughs> Can we hear the def- voice? Yeah, I guess Tachi wants to hear the voice. Oh, it's been so long. All right. So she smashed a lot. 
So she'd go, yuck, smash. You're going to love Pony Pal. You know. <laughs> I love oh, it. That's so cute. <laughs> thank you. So thank cute. you. That's, that's adorable. A song once in her voice. And that's the like direction a, I, I got was be more Nickelback. Um, and that is the best direction I've received to date in a recording session. <laughs> that's awesome. So when did you guys out? record together? We did when that was okay to do. Now, ah, <laughs> now yeah. we're alone. Um, but we did. Yeah, we'd get as many people who were in town or were available at the time. We would get together. There'd probably usually be about six to eight of us at a time in the booth recording, um, which That's is so awesome. nice. In voiceover, you don't always get to be with your fellow actors right. in dubbing ADR you're always by yourself and you just go by time stamps was this in um in in Vancouver this is in Vancouver yeah okay excellent excellent yeah because uh, you know I was thinking um with everything going on in the world of the pandemic animation voiceover artists those are some of the few projects that can continue safely yeah you know which mm-hmm. I think you are in a great position and any other voice actor that can um still you know, like you said, you can do ADR either yeah. in the booth. You could probably do this at a home, you know, setting as well. Totally. Is this something? Yeah. Is this something you ever done at home, doing the voiceovers for some of the characters? Um, every character I've done, I've been able to record in the studio. Okay. Um, I do have a little my own setup here, which I usually just use for auditions. But it. it is possible to use that to record in Vancouver. We've been pretty good. Our studios have actually stayed open. We just have crazy rules around it. Like you have to be texted to come inside. They clean everything. No one sees you. It's just you and the engineer. The engineer doesn't leave their room. Mm-hmm. You go in, adjust your own mic, and then you that, leave. And that's they text good them. to hear. That's cool. Yeah. What about so all the um, television series with the live action television series? That they've, they've ceased production, right? Yeah, they've ceased production. We just got. Um, we were told today that we are hoping to come back mid June, maybe early July. If our numbers stay down, I mean, yeah, Vancouver, (laughs) compared to the United States where we are, yeah, Vancouver and Canada as a whole is, uh, has a lot less cases of of, uh, Corona. So you guys, a lot more spread out. And I think we have like, we don't even have a third of the population that you guys do. So I guess we're a bit luckier that way, at least with the pandemic that we're able to actually social distance a bit easier we don't have a president a stupid president (laughs) you don't have a stupid president like we do (laughs) (laughs) that's a luxury i suppose (laughs) i shouldn't laugh it's it is what do you think all all the celebrities that want to move to canada (laughs) if trump gets (laughs) reelected You can trade places eventually. One day I want to go to LA, so let's just switch passports. You want to trade? <laughs> yeah, they, I say love that, Canada. they never, Must... they never move though, do they? No, no, they don't. My boyfriend actually just moved to LA right before the pandemic, oh. so it's been, been fun. Has it been tough? Um, not as tough as I thought it would be. Okay. But it's probably. Just because we play World of Warcraft online for like okay. half of the day. So, <laughs> you know, awesome. busy, keeping my mind off of the you rest to, of the world. You get to FaceTime and Skype with them too, I'm yeah. sure. Okay. 
So you get to interact with them that way. Yeah, even though I'm sure yeah, you're missing them in other better. ways. I don't like, we're not locked in the same room. I don't want to kill them. So you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe it worked out for the better. <laughs> how did uh, how did you get into voice acting i went to school for film and tv when i was about 19 years old and i was like okay i'm gonna be an on-camera actress this right. is what i want to do and within that program there was a voiceover component and that's where i learned that i could you know sound like a yak or sound like a four-year-old <laughs> um and fun stuff like that that i didn't know i could ever do and when I was in that class, I was like, this is actually a lot of fun. And I am a shy person. So getting to kind of hide behind a microphone was a nice feeling at first. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I will, maybe I'll just kind of go down this path for a little bit and see where it takes me. Um, and I'm super glad I did. So now, that's that's awesome. Now, yeah. now, because you have all the success in voiceover work, uh, do you find you're not auditioning as much for on-camera um, projects? Yeah, not as much. I'm pretty much switched over to only voiceover. Really? Um, yeah, I did a few. I was going out for a few on-camera things. And when I was 22, I got a call back for mom of three children. And I was like, I don't know about that. So, <laughs> okay. That's um, Allie. Well, maybe I'll too. just stick with voiceover. <laughs> you don't. You don't want the mom. You don't want the mom roles yet. <laughs> not, not, not a twenty-two. No. <laughs> that was a few years ago. Wow. But that was a few years ago, right? But that but was now. A few years ago. But now, would you do the mom role? Or no, still no. You're still. You're still you look so no, young, though. Now I'd probably yeah. do it. <laughs> I do go out. You for look some very mom. very young. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's the great thing about voiceover work, because you can work into like your 80s and still like Forever get any kind of anything. job you want. Yeah. Russie Taylor, who was rest in peace, but she was an amazing voiceover talent, was doing all kinds of characters up until she passed away. Like she yeah. was amazing. So that there is the goal. Go. There you yeah, go. It's the, it's the job that keeps on giving. It truly is. Yeah. How, how does the voiceover um, like like pay compared to like um, regular um, in person acting? Is it pretty comparable or what? It's kind of, it's pretty good. Like I mean, yeah. when you're in voiceover, you're only in the booth for like maybe two to three hours at a time, and then your day is done. Wow. Versus on camera, you're on set for like sixteen could be plus hours a day. Um, series regulars in on camera pay a lot better. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's it's still nice either way. Like it's, it's a very it's still so it's still yeah. screen act. It's still oh, it's, scale or whatever, yeah. but it's actra yeah. in Canada. So but like if you're yeah, doing the UBCP actra, do you actually have right. the script in front of you yeah. when you're doing voiceover work, or do you have to like memorize lines? Nope, don't See, have to memorize part, any lines. Right? <laughs> it's so nice. Um, <laughs> do you still try to memorize it? To get I the do. emotion out, or do you yeah. rely like on Yeah, like I do a lot of text analysis, still as you would in on-camera work. You read the script over, you make your choices about what your character's feeling, mm -hmm. what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they feel about other people. Um, so I guess you kind of memorize it in that way. It's just not completely stuck in your head. Although when I do ADR and dubbing, I do try to memorize that a bit more because you have to stare at the screen for half of the time to make sure you're matching the mouth flaps right. of the characters. Oh, 
Okay, interesting. So do you have any um, any kind of um, heroes in the industry that you look up to that kind of like mentors who are into voice acting? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rusty Taylor is one of them. And then Tara Strong. Tara Strong, yes. She's, She's my queen. childhood. My what is she queen? Childhood. What does she do? So What's she her? was Twilight Sparkle in My Little Pony. So I right. did okay. kind of get to work with her, which was That's amazing. Awesome. That was an asset. She's yes, she's um she's in the Rugrats she's Harley Quinn yep. she's my all-time favorite Harley Quinn oh wow nice yeah, yeah she's the queen Hello, she is the queen of she is of the voiceover. queen of voiceover absolutely yeah. we're, we're actually really uh, fortunate to talk with her and Greg Sipes at the recent Baltimore comic-con um oh, wow. and we did an interview with them in tandem and uh they have this a crazy friendship it's pretty funny seeing Greg <laughs> I don't know if you met Greg Sipes he's another he's a wild one Wild one on the uh, on the uh, <laughs> voiceover acting world. I think sure. any voice actor you meet is probably going to be like a little bit of a wild one, even if they're tamed <laughs> down a bit. Most voice actors I know are a little crazy. Oh uh, yeah, except for yeah. you, or do you have a little crazy yourself? Um, I mean, I'm a Gemini, so <laughs> probably a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, we met um Alan Oppenheimer, who did the voice of like Skeletor and like. It's a ton of stuff in the 80s, and he's like, you know, still doing work even yeah. at his age. That's awesome. There you go. Yeah. So he's he's if... 90 now. Oh, wow. 90. 90 and still working. Wow. I mean, that's the dream. That is the dream. Yeah. <laughs> for me, at least. Maybe not for everyone. <laughs> um, what, ad- what advice would you give? So, for me, I do mostly commercial voiceover, but would to love like cartoons for me would be like a dream. What advice would you give for getting more into cartoons versus commercials? Watch tons of cartoons. Watch <laughs> so many cartoons. I probably watch too many cartoons. Um, so, but uh-huh. is that a thing? Yeah, you can't watch too many cartoons. I'd watch tons of cartoons. Be be animated in what you do. Like a lot of voiceover shows are crazy and wild and fast paced. So I think the bigger, the better, unless they tell you they want very grounded, like BoJack Horseman. But even BoJack can be a bit animated at times. Yeah. That's great advice. There you go, Allie, Mm -hmm. if you're looking for it. The bigger, the better. The bigger (laughs) go. Go bigger, go home. Let's talk about your other project. Um, you have uh, Molly of Denali playing the character of yes. Nina. This is gonna be um, this is gonna be on PBS and in CBC yes. in Canada. Um, tell us a little bit about your uh, your character and then working on this project. So in this show, I play Nina, who is a mid twenties year old scientist. Um, so and she's Canadian, which is not too far from me, except I'm yes. not a scientist by any means. <laughs> um, but this show's really special and, and really, really cool. It's the first series, animated series, that has had the lead be about a, an Alaskan native um, and her life and her growing up in Alaska and her family and her stories um, is written, all of the stories are written by First Nations, um, which is really, really cool. And it's, it actually just got nominated for a Peabody today for youth and oh, children. Oh, cool. So oh, that's, that's a Peabody. That's a great. a good piece of news to get 
younger kids with that because in my little pony we're all pretty much around the same age yeah. so it's a bunch of adults doing these kid voices but with molly <laughs> denoli they cast actual kids so it's right. cool to be able to play with them in the booth and get the reactions off of them when you're acting together and to meet some people that I grew up watching like Lauren Cardinal is on the show and I used to watch him in quarter gas all the time. So walking into the booth and being like, Oh, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it's really, really cool. I didn't fangirl in the booth. I was just like, Hey, you know, how's it going? But inside I'm like, I can't suck right now. I can't suck today. I have to be good. <laughs> um, so that, that's been pretty cool to be on the show. It's my Fantastic. first preschool show, which has been an experience. Oh, wow. I speak really fast. Um, and in preschool, you have to speak a little bit slower and just kind of get it across to the younger audience. So that's been a challenge cool. for me. So why do you think it, they cast more adults to do the um, kid roles in animation um, versus you know, just casting more kids? Why do you think they really rely on the adults, you think? Well, I guess, I mean, there, there's the kids that I've been able to work with and a lot of the kids I know are extremely um, respectable young actors. They're, they work really hard. They're mm -hmm. always, you know, in a good mood and able to take direction. But I think sometimes maybe kids get a little bit too rambunctious. Maybe they're just, they aren't able to take direction as well. If they're really, really young, it's like, can they read and understand what's going on in the script? Um, and I also think in cartoons, it's so wacky that a lot of the times adults playing kids sounds a bit more cartoonish, where it sounds more real if you have actual kids. So if it's a more grounded show, I think they tend mm -hmm. to go for kids. And then if it's a bit more wacky doodle cartoon, they'll go for the adults. Okay. Right. I can't like um can adults work longer hours than than kids they with can. exact roles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Work a certain amount of hours. Um, I think it's mm. it might it's eight or less. Yeah, I mean, eight hours or less. Yeah. Oh, for a voiceover day, it's sometimes less than eight though, right? Oh yeah, it's I don't it's never eight unless you're on a few shows that day. It's okay. usually two to three hours per. Wow, what a schedule! Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That's a heck like, of a oh schedule. God, I have to go to work at nine, and then I'm off at eleven. Oh, <laughs> what, a, what a long day! <laughs> you don't have to worry about putting on makeup or That's fixing fantastic. your hair. No, you, can, uh... you, you know, I you can look however you want to look. I mean, you should probably not come in with like a bird's nest and smelling like <laughs> shower, but <laughs> but you can get shower. I didn't say shower. Got a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, please, please shower. Please shower. <laughs> They're airlocked. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, you do have one project I'm reading here in your bio, sent by my good friend Ashley Buck, who uh, who's amazing awesome, lady. who's who sent us to you, which is amazing. Um, you actually have um a project you're writing and directing. If we could talk about it, it's called yes. the Chattening. The Chattening. Yes. Uh, if you can kind of get from the name, I mean, a chat. Um, yeah, so this was my first project that I wrote and directed and, act, well, actually made. I mean, there's tons of projects you kind of just write and you're like, eh, maybe this will see the light of day, maybe it won't, who knows. 
but I'd been writing a lot and I was like, okay, I need to actually make something. Like I can't just be writing this and putting it in the folder. So I decided to do a 48 hour film challenge for my very first film. Cool. Um, I would not recommend it for your first film. Yeah. <laughs> to make that a 48 hours. Yeah, because you're still there learning, There was no right. sleep, literally no sleep. <laughs> wow. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. I was able to direct it with my boyfriend partner who is an on-camera actor and he directs. So I was like, will you please help me out with this? Like, I, I just kind of want to make something, but I'm a little bit nervous that I'm going to royally screw it up. So okay. he agreed. Cool. Yeah. And it it's, um, tackles a few issues, you know, a little bit toxic masculinity and... Um, you know, how people of color are treated. So it's a horror comedy. Um, it's on YouTube now. I've been oh, submitting cool. to a few festivals, yeah. but I was like, oh, with the pandemic happening, these poor festivals, I don't know what's going to happen. I might as well just put it online and see awesome. if people enjoy. Yeah. You can find that by awesome. simply search, searching for the chatting on YouTube, which should come the up. The chatting on YouTube. Nice. Yeah. Yes. It I was a finalist. Finalist at the Vancouver's annual Blood and Guts. Yes. Ooh, Blood and Guts. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is a horror comedy. There is a little bit of Blood and Guts involved. It's a five-minute are... film. Quick and awesome. fun. Cool. Yeah. Are you, oh, my are you... actors. Amazing. I was curious about your... Uh... <laughs> I guess you can hear me without the microphone because I can hear you now. Later, yeah, because I took it out. I'm speaking directly into the the microphone of the computer. But the, what is your favorite genre? I mean, are you a fan of the horror genre? I didn't become a fan of horror genre until a few years ago. I am a big baby. Um, <laughs> ET scared me so badly as a it child. Really? So, e. oh yeah, even even to this day, I'm like, I don't know if I can watch ET, man. He's scary. Wow. Um, <laughs> So I was a big baby. I didn't like anything scary or kind of out there. I'm like comedy all the way. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. I can watch that 24 <laughs> hours a day for the rest of my life. Um, but I, I started to get into horror a little bit, probably about five years ago. Um, I do like horror. I am still a little bit of a baby. Like horror comedies where I like it. I, I think my favorite genre I do like fantasy. I like fantasy a lot. Yeah. Like Lord Game of the Rings. No. Sorry? Like, How about Game of Thrones? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, the last season. There you go. Yep. Was <laughs> yeah. It was a thing. It was a thing. But I, I was, I, I still love Game of Thrones. The Witcher, I, I really, really loved this year. Or this past year, 2019, 2020, whenever it came out. Um, the Witcher, that was, is that yeah. on, Net, on Netflix? Yes, it is on Netflix. It's I'm a book. It. It's a game. I used to, I played the game a few years ago. And then when the series came out, I was like, I have to check this. And it was, it was really, really well done in my eyes. I thought it was great. And I can't wait for the next season. Cool. Yeah. Check it Do out. Do you have any dream it's projects really or Do like anything? Sorry? Do you have any, uh, like, what is your uh, dream project that you'd like to be a part of? I would, my dream is to one day voice Harley Quinn. 
that would be awesome. Um, Tara Strong's and Kaylee Cuoco are going to have that on lockdown for a bit, as well as Margot Robbie for the movies. So that could be a ways away away, but that would be a dream of mine. Um, another have show. You practiced, have you practiced your Harley Quinn voice? I I used to do a pretty good Harley Quinn. I haven't picked it up for a while. Uh, My but... accent will probably be like absolute shit, but <laughs> I did used to do that. Uh, just pull it out when I could. I'm like, here's my party trick, Harley Quinn, uh, Mr. J. But you know, another show I would have loved. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have been on BoJack Horseman as literally any character you could just throw me in and I could cough once and it would be like okay I'm done that's it I was on Bojack Horseman amazing that is one of my favorite animated shows um I think ever made so that's awesome yeah but Harley Quinn would be my dream I would also love to voice Carnage even though it's oh wow a dude. From, from the Marvel but if they ever wanted the to gender Carnage yeah that would be I, cool Okay. They a female carnage, you know. I like the crazy characters. That's where my craziness comes out. <laughs> Harley Quinn, awesome. carnage, you know. <laughs> All the villainous yeah. people. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any dream, you. Uh, dream voice actors that you haven't worked with yet that you would like to work with? Mark Hamill's pretty amazing oh, you'd wow. be, be fantastic cool. i don't know if i could even walk in the room though like could i be professional in that setting i don't know i'd just be <laughs> muttering um he he would be amazing to work with um who else would be i mean there's so many there's so many good people um yeah tara strong is another one we never actually got to work in the same room, the same room. because she's based gotcha. out of okay yeah so she would we would record in the morning and then she would patch in in the afternoon from la and record so oh interesting yeah so even though we've been we've literally talked to each other in a scene i've never actually had the pleasure of working face to face with her so that would be pretty cool that's cool awesome well katrina wow this is awesome so glad you called into below the belt show and of course we could check you out on My Little Pony on Netflix, and of course also on Hulu too, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's on both. Um, we don't have Hulu in Canada, unfortunately, but yeah, in true. the States, yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, Katrina, I, I was hoping you could do a promo for us, let us know who you are, uh, throw out your characters, and then maybe add the voices of Yona the Yak and and your other character from Molly Denali maybe, and, uh, sure. and then let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. Sure. Hey guys, I'm Katrina Salisbury, patching in from Vancouver. You may know me as Yona Yak from My Little Pony, Nina from Molly of Denali, and a few other crazy little characters spread in throughout the dubbing world. Um, I'm here on Below the Belt show, and it's a fun time. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. awesome. I love it. Thanks. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. It's been yeah, thank you. fun spending isolation with you. Yes. <laughs> Still locked inside. <laughs> well, stay safe. Stay you guys safe. too. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Stay you safe. Nice, nice to meet you. you. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Stay safe. Right. You too. <laughs>
Guys, that was Katrina Salisbury. And uh, I think it would be a good idea to take a class cut break as I think I might have to restart Skype and figure out my audio How settings. How cute is she? Isn't she adorable? Oh, yeah. She's adorable. So um, if we usually have done the classic cut towards the end of the program, but I think we should take a classic cut now. Um, let me, on the editing side, restart my Skype, and let's all join back here and uh, just for a few few more segments, and then we'll close out. So, Chachi, take it away. <laughs> Do we have one? We never picked one. Take it away. <laughs> we never picked this. You got to do it on the fly, man. What do you fly? What, what shirt are you watching or wearing? Maybe that, that's a clue. What Nirvana? shirt are you wearing? Hmm, let, me, Nirvana. Let, me, let me think it here. Um. I mean, we're going through a crazy time in the world right now. I mean, there's a lot of songs that... And I know you played Keep Me Separated. <laughs> okay, I have, I have one. Was it exciting for you to meet, um, to meet her? Because you, you're also a voice actress. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I, uh, I want to do cartoons so bad. Um, I love like. So she's kind of like an inspiration, right? That's, I mean, that's, why, that's why, Allie. That's why I chose uh, mm-hmm. this show for you to be a part of. But Chachi, she, you're just as cute. Yeah. You should be able to find. You should be able to find. You know, a find like a cartoon to let you. You know, that you showcase your talents. I mean, yeah. you have. You're just as cute, and your voice. You do great voiceover. At least from what I've heard, yeah. So Chachi's going to take a yeah. classic cut break. I'm going to figure out my audio settings okay, and re- cool. Skype. So Chachi, take it away. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. All right. It's time once again for Chachi's classic cut, the quarantine edition. Um, you know, we're we feel trapped being inside like all day, every day. You know, and it's almost like we're living inside of a box, which was actually a great '80s song by the group called "Living in a Box." And oh, this was actually I thought you were released. Going to with the heart-shaped box, but it looks yeah. like it's in a different direction. Yep, different direction. This actually was a song that was um, featured in the movie Came Out Me Love and also um, was in the live action Masters of the Universe movie. Oh, cool. Um, so it's definitely a very, um, very poppy kind of song, but um, it's kind of how a lot of us are feeling right now. So this is Living in a Box by the band Living in a Box. All right, we'll be back here on BTB. Enjoy.
songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Yeah, that's right, guys. We're back here on BTB. That was the classic cut, Chachi. A life in a box. Not to be yes. confused. Not to be confused. Like with... Living, living in a box. Oh, li- thank you. Living in yeah. a box. Like not, I'm in a, in a box. Not, not to be confused with dick in a box or heart shaped <laughs> <Yeah>. box. <laughs> Oleg, is that Christmas for you? Dick in a box. Um, every day is dick in a box for me. No, but except during quarantine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Where did we last leave off? I think we were talking in Netflix stuff. Um, uh, but uh, let's uh, move on to Disney Plus. Uh, we talked about the Star Wars stuff, but this is pretty exciting. So Nick Fury is finally uh, revealing all the extensive files on your favorite Marvel heroes and villains for a for an animated series called The Fury Files. This sounds pretty cool. Oh, yeah, we'll offer, yeah, we'll cool. offer deep dives into the number of Marvel heroes and villains like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Spider-Man, and more. Um, and, uh, yeah, narrating the guide is none other than secretive former S.H.I.E.L.D. director Nick Fury, voiced by Chi McBride. Now, I wonder why Sam Jackson is not voicing nick fury but uh i guess you know with the animated series sometimes they don't get the live action versions to portray them in the uh animated version so or maybe they just didn't have enough in their budget to pay sam jackson probably that's probably the case (laughs) that's probably yeah more like it so uh, jj abrams has an upcoming sci-fi drama called demimond demimond um you know, J.J. Abrams has produced some really great things. Obviously, he did the last uh, Skywalker, but he also produced with his Bad Robot Company, Bad Robot Production Company, Westworld, which just had um, an incredible third season. So I've heard. Still on season two. Still need to get through that. But he did um, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. He said Last Skywalker. Did I say the Last Skywalker? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Abrams will write and executive produce along with Snyder. Um, Shiriat and Ravitch. Um, that's Rand Ravitch and Far Shiriat and Kira Snyder, not Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, but um, um, another uh, show on HBO is Lovecraft Country. This uh, trailer actually just dropped. It's a uh, it's a produced by Jordan Peele, as you know. Jordan Peele's been doing great with horror. Delves into the supernatural. Scenes flashing a Ouija board hint of dark magic at hand. Um, and um, you'll see Atticus Freeman, portrayed by Jonathan Major, sets out to reach for his missing father by following a mysterious letter calling him back to Lovecraft Country. Um, so an- another great show on HBO produced by Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, he's done great with every- anything related to horror. The guy has done a great job with. So I'm sure, you know, Twilight Zone, you know, Us. Um, get out. So I'm yeah, sure he'll yeah. same with Lovecraft Country. Um, the Baltimore-produced film *Charm City King*, which uh, showed at Sundance, will be uh, will be shown on HBO Max. This is pretty exciting. Um, so um, HBO Max is uh, going to launch on May 27th. Um, so uh, HBO Max is kind of like the Super HBO. It's been the streaming version of HBO. A lot more stuff, including Friends and other Warner Brothers properties. So, 
check it out check it out check it out and on um amazon prime chris pratt will be returning to television as you know he was on parks and recreation which just had its um virtual reunion which was pretty cool i ch- I checked it out it was a lot of fun uh this was called the terminal list it's uh again pratt's uh series regular role since parks and rec um and basically uh, follows James Reese, played by Chris Pratt, after his entire platoon of Navy SEALs is ambushed during a high-stakes covert mission. Okay. Reese returns home to his family with conflicting memories of the event and questions about his culpability. Okay. Um, definitely worth checking out, I guess. Um, over on AMC, Jim Gaffigan is uh, set to play a scandal-riven former mayor of Toronto, Rob Ford which is written by the Sinner alum, Jesse McKeon. Uh, we'll center on uh, Ford's rise and fall in politics, uh, beginning with his tenure as a member of the Toronto City Council through the Jugaboo scandal that derailed his one-term mayor. Um, and good to know that CBS has uh, renewed some of your favorites, including All Rise, FBO's, FBI's Most Wanted, and The Unicorn. Speaking of which, from the uh, vault... At the end of the program, we'll be paying the, the exclusive interview I conducted with Walton Goggins, star of The Unicorn. He's been in The Shield, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, so many great shows, man. Walton Goggins is a great actor. and uh, There's a show called The Unicorn? It, the show is called The Unicorn, yes. Is it, a, is it is it about like a like a like a hot gay man or what is it is it <laughs> is that what you is that what you're looking for Oleg? <laughs> I mean I'm just asking. I what is it about? Is that's that what we call thing? that's what we call that's what we call like really good looking guys unicorns. That's what the gays. Well, they don't they don't, they don't really? have to be gay though, right? It can, it's yeah, like yeah, like and, like and, yeah, Anderson Cooper. They called him they when he was cuter, a couple ten years ago. <laughs> Okay. They, called, they called him the unicorn, the gay unicorn. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, well, you're happy to know the U- unicorn is returning for another season. So should I check it out? Is it like what is it? Like, um, Walton Goggins play, kind of plays that, I guess, that guy that that uh, is very sought after. So, okay. So maybe that that's what you're alluding to, but he's straight. Okay, okay. Sorry to say to your dismay. Sorry, but a unicorn is gay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just mentioned Jordan Peele a little earlier, but uh, Twilight Zone is uh, going to get another um, season. And uh, joining the cast of season two, this is a very good um, list of names, includes uh, Topher Grace of That 70s Show fame, Greta Lee, Thomas Lennon, Natalie Martinez. We actually interviewed Natalie Martinez on uh, Below the Belt Show when she was on End of Watch. Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Journey Smollett Bell, Damon Wayans Jr., Paula Newsom, Gretchen Mull. So, um, yeah, um, that's going to be premiering this summer. Um, oh, so this is really cool, really cool news, guys. So the Blacklist, so they were like almost like halfway done the final episode, I guess, of the season. And then the whole pandemic happened, so they had to sh- uh, shut production down. Instead of, like, returning and shooting the rest of the episode, like, months down the road, which nobody wants, they decided to take a very unique approach to finishing this episode and the season by making it a hybrid, part live action, part comic book style animation. What do you think of that, guys? 
Interesting. Yeah, so this is episode 19 of The Blacklist. It went was midway through shooting in New York, and then the um, pandemic happened. Um, so this is uh, the first show to take the hybrid ap- approach to shoot, um, to finish this um you know, season. Obviously, the blacklist. You can't do what you're doing for parks and recreation and what we're doing with the, you know, the the remote virtual. You can't finish a season like that. The most logical thing, if they and if they didn't want to wait, um, to shoot when things got normal, was to do the animation. And I think that's kind of a cool. That's pretty cool. Cool way, you know. But um, the parks and recreation um reunion. Which was great. I'm glad it was a scripted reunion, so it was cool to see that. They kind of had to explain wh- why the married couples weren't in the same room. So they kind of, like Chris Pratt's character was in the garage, you know, because he's with um, Aubrey Plaza on the show. They're, they're they're a couple in the show, and they had to explain why they weren't in the same room. <laughs> but uh, the the reunion episode actually raised 2.8 million for the Feeding America COVID-19's response fund. So it actually went to a, a good cause. You know, um, any uh, Parks and Rec fans in the room? No? No one? Never no one's... I heard, I mean, I've, heard uh, about it. I've heard good things about it. It's a fun show, man. Like, it seems like the entire cast are all superstars now. You know, they're all doing their uh, own things, you know. Well, in particular, um, Chris Pratt, of course. So, um um, the late actor Cameron uh, Boyce, you know, he sadly passed away last year. His final on-screen performance is in the teaser for Paradise City, um, which also stars Bella Thorne. Um, centers of the uh, lives of a rock star who, whose ties with the occult and a young rookie kid who idolizes him. Um, so check that out. Um, they're actually still shopping the show around. They dropped the trailer, but they're still shopping the home, which is kind of odd. Usually when they drop a trailer, you know what network it's going to be. They actually just dropped Interesting. the teaser trailer, but still searching for a home. It's kind of weird. I've never heard of that before. As you know, a lot of reality shows are, are coming about because of this pandemic. You kind of have to go to that resort to, for reality. Like, if you notice American Idol, all the contestants are singing from their own homes, which is interesting. Um um, they're actually uh, have another idea. Um, it's called Celebrity Watch Party. So <laughs> I don't know about this, but it's a hour long show to feature celebrities and their families filming themselves in their own homes, reacting to these the week's most popular shows and events. So you're watching celebrities watching TV. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. about that, guys. Sounds I boring. Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do during this time, but I just think that's just stupid, guys. I don't know. I mean, the voice in American I think there's Idol, something funnier they could do. Yeah, and I and I can understand the voice in American Idol needing to continue and having the contestants sing from their own homes, which yeah. you know the voice is actually doing now. But um, I'll we'll just have to see what happens there, man. I don't I know. Mean, if they, if they, I mean, if they were really clever, they would like. They would they would do like a really fun Zoom like like old school radio like you know before television radio when they used to like at used to like they could do that on Zoom you know I don't know maybe like put on costumes and then like act it out and stuff and like just do something like that but if you're really talented they're really talented you know maybe they could pull it off but nothing like reality like where they talk about their lives that's boring do you know do you know what I'm saying does it make sense what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah, to a degree, you, but like, it, you, like, like you could do a play. Like, I mean, you know, they do plays 
in theaters, just like, you know, just without any costumes. I mean, if, the, if, the, if the dialogue is clever, I think they could pull it off, you know? Yeah. I don't know. No, that, that's, that's something, a good... Something scripted. I think something scripted. If it's not scripted, it's just going to... I don't know. It's gonna look unless good. unless it's like a reunion, like we were talking about the Goonies reunion last week. That yeah. was good. Um, something like that. But yeah, I think certain things just don't work. Um, I think they're you, gonna start filming again pretty soon, probably like this summer. A lot of people say like late summer, but definitely not in June, sadly. But nobody knows the answers. But um, obviously, uh, in music, tours are getting canceled. Rage Against the Machine, Kesha, The Eagles, and Journey have all canceled their 2020 tour dates over the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Um, but if you're an artist, you can still drop your music, um, as Lady Gaga will release... Chromatica. Uh, Chromatica, yeah, on May 29th. Are you looking forward to that? You knew exactly the album title. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't that disappointed that, like, you know, she didn't drop it on time. I mean, I could always hear it later, but, you know, I am a fan, yeah. I mean, I did like her, like, that video that she made was cute. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm a big Lady Gaga fan. Stupid I, Love. You're talking about Stupid Love, right? Yeah, it was cute. I mean, she can't do anything wrong anymore. She's just kind of perfect, I think, yeah. right now. You Speaking know. of... Uh, unlike, trying... unlike Madonna. Unlike Madonna, who's apparently a yeah. hot mess. Yeah, apparently she's like a hot mess during quarantine. Like, she's just... Has like, she been? Yeah, like, she's just been posting weird things. She's been posting weird things for a while now. But apparently she's just like... I'm going to check it out. She's had a little too much plastic surgery. Lately. Yeah, she looks... She looks... Uh, like tweaked like her face looks yeah tweaked something's a little off man so um speaking of uh, artists adele uh posted um a photo on instagram and obviously it was her birthday she turned 32 she People, lost weight she lost a ton of weight guys um, <laughs> she looks like an entire, can't say a ton i mean she well <laughs> a lot she looks no, significant she looks amount great. of weight she, looks, she looks like an almost like a different person uh, Ali, have you seen the recent Instagram post of of? No, I'm actually look, going to. Yeah, look, check it out. She's wearing a little black dress. Oh, she looks so different. Up and That's heels. Different. A lot of people are talking about it online. Um, about her transformation. Um, she doesn't mention in the caption. Oh, I've lost all this weight. She just kind of just yeah <laughs> says, "I hope you're all staying safe and during this crazy time. Thank you for the birthday love." <laughs> So that's pretty much it, man, on that one. Um, Kevin Spacey broke his silence about his sexual assault allegations. So he was oh, part yeah, I read about that. Yeah, did you hear about that? So it was a part of a journalist business conference called Bits and Pretzels. It was a 10-minute speech where he basically says, I can relate to what it feels like to have your world suddenly stop. Um, he says, I don't think it will come as a surprise to anybody that my world completely changed in the fall of 2017. My job, my relationships, and my standing in my own industry were gone in just a matter of hours. Wow. You know, if and he so, was a nice guy before, if he was a nice guy before that happened to him, maybe I'd feel sorry for him. But yeah. because he was just such a douche. And scumbag. Like, he was such a douche, like, to work with. Like, you could just tell he was obnoxious. Um, on set. You're, you're, and you're everybody, a... the, okay, and now that the show's over, I mean, the rumors were like everybody hated him, like on set. Yeah, apparently he wasn't the nicest guy unless you were a twenty-some, twenty young, 
guy that he could try to take advantage of. Yeah, and I was too old for him. You're too old for him, right? Yeah, but you, I you would have too old for him. But um, would you have no, dated I, Kevin if if he came on to you? No, I'm not attracted to him. No, I mean, okay. if he had a, depends on, depends on his personality, obviously. But I didn't really like his personality from afar. He just seemed like a dick. Maybe yeah. he was a character, but I don't know. Now that I've read all the stuff about him, I think like you know that there's something in his character yeah. that was actually. But this him. is the first. This is the first time he actually talked about these allegations. Um, just a, uh, another he added to this. Um, he's trying to make a comeback. Yeah. Well, this His is what he said. His videos he's posted are creepy as hell. They're they're, they're creepy. They're kind of cryptic. But he actually was candid in this. So he continues. And so while we have uh, found ourselves in similar situations, albeit for different reasons, talk about the pandemic. I still feel that some of the emotional struggles struggles are very much the same. And so I do have an empathy for what it feels like to suddenly be told that you can't go back to work, that you might lose your job, and it's a situation you have absolutely no control over. Wow. He compared his situation to what a lot of people are going through in the pandemic, but it's really the first time he's talked about his situation, which, you know, he's kind of not really talked about, you know, uh, but the way he's talking about it is just try to get our sympathy and or try to connect to us. Try to, yeah. Try to bond with us. But, um, I mean, actually, like, I think his situation is much worse because he just got blacklisted. I mean, imagine being at the top of your field and making all this money and then just being completely turned into a pariah. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of horrible. I mean... I never wished for that to happen to him, but I never liked him, so I don't. Really, I don't really feel that bad for him. That's all I have to say. Okay, that's my. Point. All right, we should probably wrap up. This is getting a uh, little yeah, late. Twelve um, o'clock. Soon. I know, um, right? Chachi, your nephew is so adorable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> your nephew Jude is so cute. <laughs> yeah, and we talked about that video where he's. Um, you bought him you, a Millennium Falcon, friend, right? Um, your friend Sarah Silverman. Oh yeah, that JJ's was so cute. JJ's friend. That's yeah. JJ's friend. That video, yeah, like um. So cute. We um we celebrated Star Wars Day. And I gave him like a this um, 12 inch Luke Skywalker um action figure, and he went crazy. And um Love that. had this like little flying Millennium Falcon, which you know, as being a little kid, you never seen like a toy like fly like that before. So he just went crazy and chased after it. It's really cool, like, cool growing story. up with Star Wars myself. One, I have to get one for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really cool growing up with Star Wars myself to see, like, you know, my little nephew being, like, so into it and be able to name all the characters and doing the Chewbacca, Chewbacca voice and everything. Like, it's really cool. That's awesome. I feel the same way with my nephew because yeah. he's in the – he was in the dinosaur phase. Same the puppy, mom, pal, yeah. puppy dog pals phase for a little bit. Now he's shifting to superheroes. So uh, yeah. I got him the um, – he wanted a Wolverine. I asked him what he wanted on, on uh, FaceTime. He said, Wolverine! So I got him a Wolverine action figure. So cute. How old is he now? He's four. He's going, he'll, be, he'll be five in August. So well, I, really, I, I, really, I really hope I'm able to travel because I haven't missed one of his birthdays yet. So Aww. I'll see him Aww. in Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, we'll just go out to Joe Pantoliano. Um, he was in the Goonies, Chachi. Also known – for his uh, role in The Sopranos, recovering at his home after being struck by a car. This is crazy. So he was going for a walk around his neighborhood. When two cars crashed into each other near him, 
The T-bone collision sent one of the cars sliding down where it struck Pantaleano and knocked him on the ground. Luckily, um, he is okay. Um, he only had to get stitches from his head, from, uh, I guess, banging his head. But I think he's going to be okay, thank God. So we do have some sad passings to announce. Um, Dave Greenfield um, from the UK punk group, The Stranglers. I'm sure Flex knows about this group. Um, so he died due to coronavirus complications, mm. um, following a stay uh, from heart uh, for heart problems. He actually also tested positive for COVID-19 and lost his battle. So um, very, very sad. Another influential musician includes um, Florian Schneider from Kraftwerk. Yeah, I read about the that. electro yeah. pioneer. Yeah. yeah, I read about that. Yeah, he, he died at the age of seventy-three. Does anybody here actually like Kraftwerk? Is a is a fan of Kraftwerk? No, no. Okay, I'm a I big mean, fan. You should, you I should think check it were, out. It's really... I think they were innovative, and I think they paved the way for a band that I love, Depeche Mode. Like they, they all, kind of they, they kind of paved they, the way for them, but I wasn't really a big. I didn't really dig a lot of the way, music. They they also paved the way for like early rap like like run dmc um because that's what they were listening to uh when they first started yeah. like rapping so what's their biggest hit um trans europe express they're like really cool i mean they're really innovative i mean they basically like created like what the one that goes like trans europe yeah. express yeah, okay, trans, I know that. Okay, yeah, I know. yeah basically like created like electronic music you know? Right. Okay. Yeah. They're the pioneers of electronics. Yeah, and then and then the rappers they they were inspired by them and okay. right. Yeah. So very influential. Yeah. Yeah, they were very sure. influential. Yeah, they were they were really cool and German, like very yeah. German. He, pa- he passed away. From, he <laughs> yeah, passed away. They were very cool and German. And like 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 you know like German Bauhaus and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he had cancer. Oh That's man. Um, this is a sad one. This guy was only 56. Sam Lloyd, who played Lawyer Ted on Scrubs, uh, who had lung cancer. Um, Chachi, you remember Sam Lloyd from Scrubs? I do, I do, yes. Yeah. It's funny. He was on Seinfeld, Modern Family, Desperate Housewives, The West Wing. Um, also, actor Dmitry Diachenko from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, also, Criminal Minds. He also... Did voiceover work in video games. Uh, died at the age of 52, sadly. Um, he appeared to have ha- had a heart attack, but it was related by being shocked by volts of electricity while on a construction job. So I guess the actor is also electrician, um, or maybe he retired from acting in pursuit of le- being an electrician. Um, that's really sad. Wow, we're on the job, shocked by electricity on the job, and then died of a heart attack. What a horrible way to go. Mm, that's sad. Um, John Erickson of the Golden Age um, from Honey West, uh, from a pneumonia, died of pneumonia at the age of 93. Is it COVID related? This one was not COVID related. No, this is from pneumonia, uh, which could have been COVID related because they're kind of like linked. Um, John Lafia, who co-wrote Child's Play 2 um, and Child's Play, died um, at the age of 63. Um, his cause of death was suicide. Um, uh, Sue Bruce Smith, 
uh, died due to a battle of cancer at the age of 62 um, due to cancer. Um, media executive Maddie Simmons from National Lampoon. A uh, bunch of comedy movies. Animal House, Vacation, um, died at the age of 93. Matteo DeCosmo, New York-based art director who worked on The Punisher, Marvel's The Punisher, uh, do, uh, died due to coronavirus complications at the age of 52. Gil Schwartz, CBS uh, communications executive, humorist and novelist, died of natural causes at the age of 68. Matt Keogh, former pitcher of the New York, uh, sorry, pitcher for the Oakland Athletics, who was also featured in the Real Housewives of Orange County, sadly died at the age of 64. And Elsie Blanks did a Holocaust survivor. Wow. And she was a film music editor who worked on films such as The Goonies, The Color Purple. Wow, she died at the age of 99. Wow, long life. Wow. And a Holocaust survivor. And from COVID? Just from COVID? Um, They didn't say COVID. They said natural causes from her home in LA. Okay. She was only three weeks short of her 100th birthday. Oh. Damn, dude. I'm sure she didn't care that much. Yeah, Yeah, that point, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Game of Thrones. She was like, fuck it. I'm going. I'm I'm out of here. Yeah, 99, I guess. Uh, 100 would have been a good milestone, though. It would have been good. But um, I mean, Kirk Douglas, um, I think lived to what, 105 or something, something crazy like that. Yeah, he looked. His wife's still alive, and she's his wife's like 103 or something. And yeah, what? Yeah, good, like. And yeah. they, they think they've said like they're like their whole family is like they live very very long lives. They have very good genes. Yeah, genes on both sides, mm-hmm. which, is, which is great. Yeah, great for them. Um, and then um, you know the um, if you for you Game of Thrones fans, um, there was an interesting uh, as you know, most sports are not happening except for WWE, but uh, weightlifting is still going on. <laughs> uh, Hatchor. Bjornsson, who played Sir Gregor Clegane from Game of Thrones, The Mountain, um, he uh, he just um, he just uh, surpassed a deadlift world record. He lifted over 1,000 pounds, guys. 1,104 pounds. Wow. So wait, was that is that the guy, the big guy that played? Yep, like, the, the Mountain. The yeah. Sword, the sword, you know, with the that, sword. The, that's. The, the one that was battling yes. against that that yes. like le- like lesbian looking uh, wo- woman. Brienne of Tarth, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> She's not a lesbian. But she was kind of dy- she I, she was kind of dykey in that in the film in the. Are we talking about the, the tall the, woman, Brienne of Tarth? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, they yeah. were hung out. They were hanging out for a while, right? Um, I think you're thinking of the actor that played his his brother. Well, the really ugly one. Yeah, with the, the fucked up face. Yeah, yeah. That's not oh, no, that, that's the guy that played his brother. Oh, okay. That, that's the other Clegane. Okay, the, okay. Yeah, the mountain is the guy is the guy that's uh, the bodyguard of Cersei. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So you still haven't watched the final season. They have the Clegane Bowl. Yeah, I haven't watched the final season. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. And for you WWE fans, Money in the Bank is happening this Sunday. Um, they just announced that AJ Styles will be joining the men's ladder match. So that's exciting. 
along with Otis and a big shocker defeated Dolph Ziggler last Friday on SmackDown. So he's in it as well. King Corbin, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, and Aleister Black. They actually already taped this segment um, because it's a, a cinematic type of match. They're actually wrestling in a building and they have to go all the way from the bottom of the building all the way to the ring at the top of the building on the rooftop and grab the Money in the, la- money in the Bank uh, briefcase to win. <laughs> Pretty crazy. And the women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match is set as Nia Jax, Nia Jax Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella, who got the last spot uh, last Friday on SmackDown. That's the women in the women's um, ladder match. So, um, yeah, that's happening this Sunday. So look forward to that. Um, They only released one superstar this week, Chachi, Curtis Axel, the son of Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig. Um, Sadly, was released. Um, As you know, they cut a lot of superstars due to the COVID pandemic. They had to cut costs, obviously. Um, they can only do so many shows now. You know, they're doing shows in front of no audience. So, um, so Kurt, um, sadly, has been... Um, was he a good wrestler? He, like wasn't, he wasn't like Mr. Perfect, Chad. No. Nowhere near. No. Nowhere hey, near. Perfect was one, like, one of the best and probably most underrated wrestlers of all time. I think it was rated pretty well, actually. I think. I, it's just, I mean, as far as I know, rated like never winning like the um, heavyweight championship and having to run that, with the belt. That, but that, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, untimely passing too. Yeah, but I mean, he was. I mean, he was as good as anybody else like around, as good as Flair, as everybody. I mean, he like, I mean, had a tremendous gimmick, but you know, he yeah. should have really had a, a run with the belt. Like him, well, him and um, you know, him and um, Ted DiBiase should have both had a run with the belt back then. I agree wholeheartedly. It's funny because you mentioned Ted DiBiase uh, involved with some kind of scandal right now with his two sons. Did you hear about this? No. Some kind of uh, embezzlement scandal. I don't have the article because I, I wasn't sure if we were going to have time for it, but uh, um, we'll have to talk about more details. We didn't have time for it. We didn't have time for yeah. it, no. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should, we, should we quit now? Yeah, since it's midnight. Yeah, it's yeah. midnight. It's midnight. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I want to get a video for my second of the day. Okay. Oh, yeah? Your I'm second still of the doing day? that. Awesome. Yeah. You could do it on your phone from all of us here? Oh, cool. Let's see if I can do Oh, someone take a snapshot, too, before we close out the next oh, yeah. show. Yeah. Take a snapshot. All right. All right. Say cheese. Say cheese. Cheese. Right. <laughs> you took All a little right, snapshot. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. I did I another. I, I thought you meant a snapshot. Oh no, here. no, a snapshot within the within the app. Yeah. Oh, you, you just did. took another. I just took one too, so we're all good. All right, guys. Oh, well, cool. I'll save wrestling for next week. <laughs> Thank it, it you. Is, should we throw out birthdays? Those uh, people celebrating birthdays today? No, let's do it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, is, this is how we end the show, anyways. <laughs> Happy birthday shoutouts go to Bob Seeger, seventy-five. Actor Alan Dale, 73. Um, Tom Bergeron of Dancing with the Stars is 65. Um, George Clooney, one of your favorites, Oleg, 59 today. Actress Leslie Hope, 59, yeah. Yeah. Actress Leslie Hope is 55. Um, Adrian Palicki of Agents of the Shield is 37. Precious Gabourey Sabide is 37. 
Wow. So, yeah, right? Uh, Sashir Zamata from SNL is 34. Meek Mill is 33. And Naomi Scott from the live-action Aladdin is 27. That's birthdays. Today. Birthdays. Yay. All right. All right. So, so All we're right, going to end. So we're going to end tonight's Below the Belt show with our exclusive on-location interview from the 2019 Sundance Film Festival. This is the vault interview of Walton Goggins from The Unicorn. Um, And uh, this is the last on-location interview that I have because we're not going to red carpet events and we're not going to Comic-Cons and we're not going to... So I guess um, all all the interviews will be here on Below the Belt show remotely, so... This is what uh, this is what we'll be presenting uh, going forward, and of course, bringing some of the old interviews from the vault that are not currently on our SoundCloud or our website. We're going to be bringing them back as well. So, right. something to look forward to, guys. Awesome. All righty. Awesome. So, on behalf of Chachi McFly, the King of the Eighties. Yeah, good seeing you guys. Ali Dash, the adorable one. Yay. Fashionista Oleg, the gay Russian. <laughs> I'm Al Celebrity Soda. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace. Peace. See ya. Stay safe. Bye, everyone. Be safe, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, Al Soto, click on this show here at the Fly Lounge of Sundance Film Festival with actor extraordinaire Walton Goggins and here with one of his beloved acting coaches. The, the beloved acting coach, Harry yes. Mastro George. Yes. So yeah. this is a very important uh, luncheon because we're honoring teachers that have uh, influenced us in our careers. Uh, tell us a little bit how, uh, how, how your coach influenced your acting career. Well, I mean, he just taught me, uh, he gave me permission to, to play pretend, uh, yes. unbridled pretend, and, um, and, and to, to find the, the real joy and, and not having the answers but having uh, an unlimited imagination uh, to, to, to find those, those, those answers and, and those truths and, um, and know that they will reveal themselves on the day. Awesome. Well, your particular roles, Tomb Raider, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, we play some really good bad guys, like really evil guys. Right. Has, has your coach, uh, have you taught him anything about bringing out his inner uh, evil? That's his. <laughs> That's his capacity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we never we never look at anything. Uh, we never mm. give those monikers mm. to yeah. any of them. We don't play characters, and we don't think of them as okay. good people or bad people. Yeah. We just turn ourselves over to an imaginary set of circumstances and let yeah. the rest kind of ch- the chips fall where they may. Yeah. You know, other people can judge them as a, a good guy or a bad guy, and you right. know kind of where they exist in the story. Mm-hmm. But for my teacher mm-hmm. and the way that he taught his students mm-hmm. was – you are you are playing a human being that exists in the world, and uh, and and let other people judge whoever this okay. person is. Not to villainize yeah. or humanize, yeah. right? Yeah. And Anthony Hopkins was interviewed about playing a cannibal. It must be terrible to take that demented mentality home with you at night. And Hopkins says, "I don't do that. It's all pretending. I just use my imagination. I go home and enjoy dinner with my family." Yeah, that's exactly that's a right. quote of his. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, them that follow, congrats on this being a, a selected film for the Sundance Film Festival. Thank Tell you. us a little bit about the film. I, I read the synopsis. Uh, Venomous snakes, religion, it goes really dark, yeah, huh? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, it's, uh, um, you know, I, I look at it as an opportunity to, to, yeah. 
to bridge uh, uh, two groups of people, you know, the, the, the believer and the, and the secular. And, um, and it was a great opportunity about, you know, uh, the coming of age of, of a, a young woman in, in this church. And, and uh, Alice Englert plays my daughter. And, uh, and I, I play Lemuel, um, her, her father and the pastor of this community. And, um, and it's from the heart, and it's what Sundance is, was based on. It's truly an independent film, and, um, and I'm excited for people to see it. I can't wait to see it yeah. as well. Thank you and very of much. of course, one more question. Ant-Man yeah. the Wasp, an amazing, amazing film. How does it feel to be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, I mean, it's a special uh, ticket, isn't it? You know, <laughs> and uh, whenever you get that invitation, you just think, oh my God, I'm here. How did I get here? And then you have to very quickly uh, uh, throw that in the back of your mind and because it's too overwhelming. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I, I was an incredible experience and all the people involved. I, I, love, I love Marvel. I love that family. I love it too. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thanks so much for talking to us. Yeah. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.